0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: A tisket, a tasket, what's a mama's basket? Some veggie links and some fish that stinks. What just the other day, I went to grandma's house. Smelled like she conjured up a
2: mouse. Eggs was frying, ham was smelling, and in ten minutes, she started yelling, Come and get it! And the getting was good. I said, I shouldn't eat. She said, I think you should.
3: Hey, welcome to the Black Test podcast. <laughs> Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Wednesday, which is my Friday. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hump day indeed. Um, and what better way to enjoy hump day than, uh, with a couple friends of the show. It's been a while since we had them on. But, yes. uh, no love lost. Uh, it's just, you know, how things fly, but it's the co-host of the Ratchet Hatchet podcast. <laughs> uh you might know the first lovely voice uh from like i said the ratchet hatchet you might know her from uh appearances on keith and the girl you might know her from her interview with karen on uh lip and good
0: yes and people have been like raving about it because it, people see you but i think that uh they got to see a side of you that they normally don't see and i enjoyed the interview and it was lots of fun i'm so glad that you are open enough to share your world with our fans. And that person is Jess Wood. What's going on, Jess Wood?
1: Yay, thank you. What's going on, you guys? So happy to be here. So happy. Hello, chat room.
3: Hello, everybody listening. Hello, hello. (laughs) Ready to make a good goulash um, real quick. (laughs) Yes. Um, And uh, the other person that you might know, um, uh, you might know him also from uh, the Ratchet Hatchet as a co-host. Uh, or you might know him from Facebook, uh, where he, uh, about once a week says something that, uh, has way more comments than likes. Uh, <laughs> it's my man, Josh Homer. What's up, Josh?
2: What's going
3: on, guys? Uh, good, good, man. I'm glad you can make it. Uh, I understand that, uh, the mice are away. I mean, the cat's are away so the mice can play, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm home alone.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's amazing how it life comes full circle like that, where, uh it goes from when you're a kid you can't wait for your parents to leave so you be home alone then when you're an adult you have all these responsibilities like all the kids and the wife are gone i can finally walk around in my drawers
2: well i do that (laughs) anyway but
1: (laughs) (laughs) what do you have for dinner tonight pistachios
2: i didn't even eat yet yeah see
1: (laughs) i gotta keep up with some cereal at least something over here living life dangerously
3: (laughs) uh um, well, first of all, man, what's been going on with you guys and, uh, how's the Ratchet Hatchet coming along? Uh, well, we've been good. I mean, we've been
1: having a really good time. We've been getting a lot of new listeners. We got a, uh, a, a lot of white people, uh, which mm. is interesting, yeah. <laughs> which is great because they're actually learning. Like there's some people that I work with now, I have a new job and there are some people that I work with now who come up to me and they say stuff like, Hey, I learned about how, uh. There's really no trash cans in the poor neighborhoods. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So we're wow. teaching. We're teaching a lot out there.
3: Josh?
2: And one lady say, uh, I thought you were just a white guy who, who said the N-word a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Which makes, like, it comes full circle and makes her racist.
2: Yeah. Well, it changes about <laughs> whole
1: dynamic of the show right <laughs> exactly i was like why would you think i would have a man on that would scream right. the n-word the whole time like not the whole time but jesus christ you know josh gets riled up yeah it's like uh
3: wait and you were okay with this
4: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't... you kept
3: listening to the show huh What'd yeah, you think? I not, not sure i don't <laughs> want you as a fan or not <laughs> Um well, you know, that is good, man. Um, you know, the show's doing well and stuff and you guys yes. put out the show consistently, which yes, you uh, do. I have to applaud, man, because that is probably the hardest, hardest part, part of- of doing the show right. and the most underrated part because correct anybody can get together like once every six months and do a show but you guys consistently put out a show like every week man yes and, uh, and, that's so dope
0: and there's been times where if joshua nair just put it out by herself like a trooper <laughs> she was like god damn it i got to talk and i'm gonna put out a show
1: Yep. it's true i mean i miss him so much when he's not here it's a totally different show but uh i can't not just talk a lot and and talk shit about shit because the, this world is so fucked up yeah Correct. and i love you guys you guys keep us so um excited and grounded and i mean what you guys do the work you do is so inspiring i have to say and real quick thank uh, you no thank problem you, dog. obviously
3: back and forth mm-hmm. um now look there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today and I think you guys should stop out of Ratchet Hatchet to get caught up. Cause they get the news stories that, that you fall through the cracks. Like, yes, they do. <laughs> a lot like, and the, and the news story that involve crack or, uh, <laughs> we hope, we hope. Right. Or all, someone all up in someone's crack. Um,
4: <laughs> like they get,
3: they get a lot of ratchet news too, man. And if you like our show, then, uh, I think you love their show as well. I do too. Um, cause we both do. Um, Thanks. let's talk about let's talk about what we all came here for we have so much news people Ugh. it's an amazing amount of news all right like we had technical difficulties yesterday so we didn't get to cover any news so we, you guys are gonna try to we're gonna all just make up for so much news today all right okay. um this is the blackout tips podcast itunes stitcher and podomatic leave us five star reviews we read them on the show it's that easy guys um oh wait, and I almost forgot. Make sure you follow them on Twitter, TheJessWood and Josh Homer. Um those are all like no spaces or anything. Um Make sure you follow both of them, man. Um and on Facebook they have the Ratchet Hatchet, which of course is their podcast. Mm-hmm. Join that page as well. And uh, you know, see if you can get be Josh Homer's friend on uh Facebook too, man, cause he'll stir some shit up. And, uh, <laughs> he'll get you riled. Yeah. Like he has a way like Josh has a way Josh do you like plan out your statuses to be like yeah this one is going to be the, the one. one or or <laughs> is it just random and you never know
2: No I try to I try to get people involved I mean you know I try to I pick a topic and then I try to think of a point of view that that will get people at least talking about it mm-hmm. cuz the discussion to me is is more important than the topic to get people just actually talk about cat calling or racial profiling or whatever just you know so i do it it's on purpose
3: okay yeah because you know some people do it like by accident which mm-hmm. you know uh is is also cool you know what i mean if you have a knack for that but I, I feel like it's better if it's on purpose because then i can have more respect for that because i'm like oh see he just fucking with y'all in a way as opposed to just like man i don't know this dude's stupid or smart you know
0: oh so so he sits there he types it in and hit the inner and go that's the one
3: yeah i feel like josh <laughs> honestly i look at some of his statuses sometimes and i feel like josh hits inner and leans back and puts both his hands up like a villain <laughs> and, and says hmm yeah it just mm-hmm. waits on the response
2: uh, The the only time it backfires is when my wife swoops in and says something. Then I'm like, "Oh, (laughs) right." She she knows I'm I'm riling people up because she's like, "Come on, come on!" I got to hear about it for two days.
3: Yeah, I normally try to come in and say like one thing that I can find like like wrong with the original statement, but I I wait like thirty responses. Like I don't come right in. (laughs) I, I, I let everybody get good and riled up. Then I'm like. You guys do realize if you just change women and feminists in this sentence, it's, it's the same thing. Boom, I'm out, and then everybody then Josh <laughs> then Josh will like it and then he'll say something like, Oh, that's a good point. And then everybody'll keep arguing. So Yeah. It's it's good though, man. Y'all should all everybody should be following Josh on Facebook. If you like arguments, I mean. Yeah. Uh yeah. Which I do. Definitely. You know, I love arguments, especially when I'm not involved in them. Correct. Um uh, <laughs> so all right, man. Uh we are sponsored today. Um, We're actually double sponsored. We are sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. They've got a sample of their, uh, on YouTube of the latest audio play album, which drops this Friday. Um, and of course, the YouTube link will be on the website. Um, and I'm gonna put it in the chat room for people, um, to, you know, right click on, save it at your, um, save it at your leisure. And, um, make sure you guys leave comments, like it or what, what thumbs up or what, whatever it is on Facebook that you do up, upvote it, whatever. Um, make sure you guys do all of that stuff. Uh, cause it helps us out as a podcast that they get views and, you know, you share it and all that. Um, and it helps us out also as just, um, you know, fans of, uh, Shadow Dog productions, um, because they do quality work. So, uh, check out the latest audio play, um, snippet, uh, because the album's coming out soon, man. It's coming out Friday, Hey, you know we're going to be on that bad boy. We got quite a few funny audio plays. It was fun. Yeah, I think you guys are going to really enjoy those things, um, so check it out. Uh, on the sexier note, we have another sponsor. Let me find my – got to go back to my sexy music selection. Where are we at here? <laughs> um, <clears throat> what about uh, – Love galore. What about this song?
0: By who? Because you know somebody gonna ask. Oh
3: yeah, before anybody asks, "Love galore," Debra
0: Deborah Devs. Okay, guys. It's on the Soul Love 2004 track on Spotify. 2014. Oh, four, 2014 and nobody, Lord. nobody
3: <laughs> asked me on Twitter. No direct messages on Facebook.
0: Go ahead and announce it because yeah. somebody's be like, "What was that hit? I love that." Getting
3: a little sick of this shit. Just follow me on Spotify. It's Rod Space TV, GWT. Okay, just be my friend there. And it literally tells you the history of everything I played. All Mm -hmm. right? All right, now.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: Let me ask you a question are you getting enough of course you're not getting enough (laughs) nobody can ever get enough have you ever like been around like oh no just too many orgasms no (laughs)
0: who who complains about that that's
3: the best problem to have uh except for that one guy remember that story oh yeah but other than him yeah because
0: you don't want to do it at at your daddy's funeral
3: right other than him you can't get enough. So uh Adam and Eve's trying to help you get some more. Yes. They're offering you ten free gifts, alright? Let's get the counting game, alright? The first gift is a sexy surprise for a woman for the ladies out there. Second, specially selected toy just for him. Third, something for both of y'all. Who knows what that could be? Then you get six, count them six
0: free adult length movies. It's the real deal, y'all. They got makeup and everything. <coughs> right.
3: <laughs> they ain't
0: fucking around. Right.
3: There's no... I, I like my ratchet, you know, amateur links and shit, too. But every once in a while, you got to go back to the well, man. Remember what made you the man you are today or the lady you are today. <laughs> all right? We all got our start somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. And uh, it's probably had, you know, lighting. HD. Uh, Cameramen. <laughs> right. Multiple angles. More than one. Uh, you know, a crew, these things matter, you can tell the difference in your porn, man, Um, and number 10, that's right, we were still at number 9, number 10, free shipping on your entire order, all you gotta do to get your 10 free gifts, very easy, go to adamandeve.com, select any one item, could be a new sex toy, some sexy lingerie, or anything you desire condoms lubrication Mm -hmm. those egg things um (laughs) those egg things mm -hmm. (laughs) anal beads butt plugs i could go on for hours people literally paddles um check them out and get your one thing when you go to the checkout put in offer code tbgwt get your 10 free items i offer code tbgwt at com. select one item 10 free items including free shipping Mm-hmm. We well, put in code TBGWT at AdamAndE.com. Yes. Take us out, Dale.
4: Single and I've been single. What's it gonna be? Say, I've been chilling and you've been
0: chilling. Where we gonna be? Where we gonna be? I'm trying to get you on my team. I'm trying to play right because I'm a winner with it.
3: Man, I didn't know they had. Still had R&B in 2014. They do, and that's grooving. So I was just uh, a bunch of light-skinned dudes complaining all the time.
0: <laughs> I think it's a little deeper than that, <clears throat> or begging. Uh, Justin Josh looked at the screening like, huh, when I was talking about the dude that, like, orgasmed him all the time. We covered a story where a dude couldn't control his orgasms, and he was having, like, a whole bunch per day. And he was telling about how he had went to his daddy's uh, funeral and, like, went up to the casket and had, like, nine orgasms in a row in front of everybody. <laughs>
3: Yeah. It was a pretty sad story, but also hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, no,
2: I've never heard dudes
0: with
2: that. Uh-uh. Just one. Of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They, they say it's rare, but they said that uh, they can they can have this. Uh, I think he got in a wreck or something like that, or had an accident, and it uh caused his body to constantly go into that mode all the time. <clears throat> all right. Speaking so of he's the- like
1: a superhero that has
3: to carry a rag all
0: the time. <laughs> <laughs> Correct.
3: Sperm Man. <laughs> uh speaking of uh people that can't control their orgasms bill cosby Mm. (laughs) the world has come crumbling down in a matter of hours what the fuck man like yeah a lot of shit happened like this went from what have i been this went from like a 30 year like not so well kept secret right to like like all the karma in the world just hitting this dude at the same time I I feel like if we would have waited an hour to do the show, he'd be in prison right now. Like Um, but uh let's go ahead and uh, talk about it. Um apparently uh another person accused him of uh sexually assaulting uh
0: her. Um Everybody coming out the closet now. They was, it was it's almost that thing where everybody's afraid because they think they're the only ones and they think that nobody else would believe them and you know, once this story started coming out and other women were like, hey, you too? You too? He got you too? And all yeah. these stories sound familiar. He was giving them something and they wake up and didn't know what was going on, have clothes. Doll, you a serial rapist, doll. I mean, there's no if ands but- about it. You've been doing this for a very long time. Yeah um luckily this is a comedy
3: show so we don't even have to like back that up nope um, <laughs> i really
1: like there's one fact that i keep hearing that i really like and that is that he had a patchwork robe that's like <laughs> something that i love about the whole story <laughs> I, all i remember was like there was like a patchwork robe and then it was gone and he was mounting me yeah there's <laughs> no- <laughs> <A
0: patchwork robe. laughs> what did he, he put out he works uh, in it it's time for work let me go get my robe yeah, my rape robe. Right. Go get that out the closet. Oh,
3: yeah. It's so it's so weird because like you know with as a person with a dark sense of humor, there's so many things that I laugh at about it, but I understand the seriousness of it. And right. like he's probably lucky that the statute of limitations is passed on all this shit. Correct. So he probably won't go to jail. And um, but it, he getting ready to pay a lot of money. Not really, not necessarily, man. A lot of these women haven't even sued civilly. Okay, um, and they could have, and they That's haven't. True. Um, and then also, uh, not saying they won't, I mean, right. they, they could at any time, but, mm-hmm. um, the other thing too, about it is, um, he like, he won't be going to prison. He may be financially hurt from making like new money. Right. But it ain't like the motherfucker ain't got no money. Like it's not he was sitting around like, God damn, I can't make rent now. Like he'll be okay. It seems so, you know, I, I, you know, I, but I think it's incredibly brave for the women to come up cause he could sue them at this point like hey defamation prove it you know and how you fuck you prove something that happened 30 years ago when he said she said even if it's 15 she's and one he it's hard to prove like shit that happened last week you Ain't that that's true <clears throat> all right so let's talk about it um uh, i feel for camille oh my god right dude, it's so <laughs> weird
1: so many years of the
3: marriage yeah, it's so weird because like he was asked this question because they donated some art to the Smithsonian and, um, this guy for PBS, you know, interviewed him about the art. And then his last question was like, so about the rapes.
0: Right. Cause he was <laughs> like, um, I got to ask. I can't let you come on the show and ignore this. And you know,
3: he, he's talking to me and he's like narrating as he's talking to him, like, well, you know, you've been accused of sexual assault by 13 women. What about, what about that? And he's like, uh, you're shaking your head. Okay. You're not say anything well Emil, cosby, you have a <laughs> lot of people that love you that would like to know the answer and how you you know can defend this order okay you just shake your head just know you're not gonna answer the question okay well thank you so much uh mr yeah. and mrs cosby yeah, and like, then camille's like thank you very much for having us. i was like whoa she was there the
0: whole time right i didn't even realize she was there crazy man yep
2: well um, they canceled his uh his Show that was supposed to come out on NBC as done. And oh yeah, Netflix. oh
3: yeah. We about to go through all this. We got all yeah. I got all oh, yeah. the updates. <laughs> <laughs> all the updates. This is this Cosby Gate. <laughs> so um Janice Dickinson uh came out. She's uh a, a person that was never um like I guess outed, quote unquote. She never really was on the record about this until just now. Uh but she's a model and T V show host. Um She's added her name to the women who have been, who have accused Bill Cosby of sexual assault in an entertainment tonight interview that aired Tuesday. Dickinson said that the 1982 incident occurred in Lake Tahoe, California, where he was performing. Dickinson told entertainment tonight that she wrote about the assault in her 2002 autobiography, but that Cosby and his lawyers pressured her and her publisher to remove the details. She said her new account is a true story. Um, the 77 year old Kazi, who has never been criminally charged in any case, settled a civil suit in 2006 with another woman who claims she was assaulted. Kazi, who has remained silent, did not immediately respond to a request for comment. His lawyer has called the renewed accusations discredited. Um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy because, um, entertainment tonight is getting the interviews for these women. Uh, and you would think like, more credible sources would be getting it, but it's almost like even mm-hmm. with Bill Cosby kind of waning and, and being old or whatever, uh, the fringe outlets are the only ones that really want to talk about it.
0: Right. The main outlets are going to like, Nope, we not touching that. I believe you did it, but we not covering that story. Yeah. Well, uh, I watch Wendy Williams and
3: <laughs> <laughs> the hard hitting, uh, it's, journalist. First of
1: all, I'd like to say it's brave to admit that on air. It is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um and she was talking about how when she was on the radio that she spoke uh about Bill's uh shit in 1990
4: mm-hmm. and
1: that the station that day got a call and from his lawyer, people, whatever, and had him on the the phone call, had him clipped into the phone call, and had Wendy come in during her show, put her show like put her co-host or whoever was there to take over for her, put on some commercials or something, go into her what is it, the man, general manager, you know the 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 guy who's running the thing, the mm-hmm. the radio guy, goes into the office and Cosby himself is yelling. On, she said, dressed her down, called her every name in the book, and then the general manager was pissed <gasps> at her. And they had had a great relationship before this. And she said, "So that's my uh, situation that happened with the Cosby story." She, wow. So she told like a story that had happened to her regarding are, this allegations.
0: Are people that afraid? Like, what? What power? I'm not I'm, talk, I'm talking about what power does he have for these large organizations who covers every fucking thing to go? Nope, not that topic.
3: Well, you know what? Um, I was asked that this morning. Someone was like, why do you think this is just now, like, becoming a thing? Right. Um, and there's a lot of factors to it, man. Like, it's not just one thing. Um, like, one of the things that nobody's talking about in this is the fact that fans of comedy have become so fucking entitled. They recorded Hannibal Birds' set. (laughs) And just put it on the internet like, it's for everyone now, you know? Right. Like, people keep going, well, how can Hannibal Burrs take down Bill Cosby? I don't know that he woke up that morning like, this joke right. yeah. is going to destroy this man's career. He had no idea. Like, he had been doing it for a while, right, Josh? For about a month. He was doing
2: it for the, shit, the joke for about a month.
3: Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and you know, as comedians, you're still working on that material. Right. You you might make that joke for months and never use it in any, like, uh, situation where you're, like, going to be on TV or for a stand-up special. Or maybe you're polishing it to make it acceptable for your stand-up special or something. Maybe there's angles and tags and stuff you haven't even thought of yet. And yet, you know, in 2014, man, if somebody got a camera phone. Uh, Welcome to fucking TMZ, dog. Correct. You know? Yep. <laughs> so uh, that was part of it that I think people aren't discussing. Um, One, he, you know, uh, another thing, he was America's dad, even for white people. Right. Yeah. Which is huge for that era of time, you know, like, to be white people's American. Like, you couldn't do that now. Nope. You know, like, I can't think of a black dude. I'd be like, you know, uh, that Anthony Anderson, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> like that shit will never happen again you know like this motherfucker was able to rape white women like that like that is an unprecedented level of just uh you know acceptance from white america to be like oh this is fine um, yeah red
1: fox could never get away with this shit
3: right no yeah there's no other sick black sitcom dad that if we found out had a litany of sexually assault assaulted white women in his in his closet that we'd let that slide. Mm-mm. Um but well, Bill, maybe family matters. Yeah, uh Reginald Bell Johnson. Bell I don't mind
0: him. I'd be like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Steve um, So so then there's um he was an officer, so you'll be safe while he's raping you. <laughs> uh and then and then Steve would bust in. Love you,
3: Karen. It'll really, it'll it'll really be Urkel's fault, right? It'll really—that's who really would have done it. Then
0: I do that. Yes, you write another one. <laughs> Jesus. So <laughs> now, Steve, get out of my house. It's suspenders at every crime. We know you did it. Uh,
3: so yeah, number t- the the other thing, um <laughs> the other factor I was looking at is uh he did this in the era before the TMZ like yeah deadspin gawker like when people didn't go to websites to trust them as like sources correct read that like these this news like there used to be a time when this kind of shit was in the inquirer next to you know hey we also got pictures of bigfoot right so it just wasn't credible you know what i mean like it's, it's almost like well okay i guess if you guys say so but you know did bill really do that and it's like you know and it almost sounds unbelievable if if you yeah. put it next to, we saw a UFO with aliens <laughs> right. and Bill Cosby raped 13 people, you're like, okay, all right. I don't believe you. Um, So, and then like, because TMZ and all these, these places don't have to worry about access to Bill Cosby, he doesn't have the same power. Like Correct. Jess said, he could call a radio station and it's like, oh man, what if we ever need to deal with Bill Cosby or one of the people that in his circle we no longer have access to that. There's so many people that owe their careers to Bill Cosby. We don't yeah. want him to shut us down. Well, TMZ doesn't give a fuck. They, nope. They, like, when we're going like, to get the hard-hitting Bill Cosby interview one day, they don't give a fuck. They're not scared of anybody. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they'll pretty much they'll pretty much do anything. Like, they'll follow the dirt. And, that, and that's one of the reasons they reported most of the big stories in 2014, by the way, you know. Yeah, They just don't have any scruples. Donald Sterling shit, like, they just don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. n- you know, uh, like I said, Hannibal didn't intend for his shit to go out, you know. So that's, I think that's a big part of it, too. I mean, maybe he would have on a special at p- some point, but I don't think that this is how he thought, you know, this shit was going to go and, Mm-mm. like, fuck up this dude's whole career. Um, number four, man, uh, getting women into an altered state to fuck them is pretty much... Um, Dating 101 for a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that don't think it's that big, big a deal. Correct. You know, like, I've seen a lot of people defend Bill Cosby, and it's not just because he uh, was a sitcom star, but they're mm-hmm. defending him almost like, sometimes you got to get a bitch incapacitated. What's the problem? Right.
0: <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of people, men and women, <sighs> who really consider and don't have a problem with it and don't really see a woman in the state uh, or a man whoever you're you're having sex with in the state where they can't consent it's not being a problem yeah i mean it's at this point i'd say
3: it's like a a, a trope almost how many how many shows have you watched how many movies have you watched where someone wakes up next to someone and they have no idea they slept together Mm -hmm. you know like technically that's like y'all were too drunk to probably be fucking but we just look at it like, isn't this a comedic situation? <laughs> but, you know, after 13 or 14 of these comedic situations, uh, it's not so funny, I guess. Nope. But I- I've seen a lot of people that defended like. Well, what you supposed to do you know like is there another way to
0: fuck these women it's like no not not <laughs> yeah. have not have sex but i don't know maybe i'm the odd one i like to remember my fucks man i don't know i like to remember yeah. you mm-hmm. know i don't like to you know fucking be like oh did a fuck it a not fuck you? i don't remember nope i want to remember
2: everything yeah yeah I, that point of view is just it's very weird to me yeah. You're to, taking away cat calling and now I can't date break. Right? What am I supposed <laughs> to do? right?
3: <laughs> to but I got this dick. See? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's weird too, cool. because like, like I said, it's, it's kind of almost like a trope, you know, and it's not just men that I see saying this shit. Like there's women that believe like, this is sex. Like I put up a fight, quote unquote, and then I get drunk and then it's like, we can fuck now. I don't care anymore. My inhibitions are gone. And now it's like, you know, I feel like kind of like the street harassment thing. There's just kind of like a line that I think is kind of quote unquote tasteful where it's, where people are like, okay, she's a little tipsy, but it's cool. Every, every, everything's going. And then Correct. there's these, she's breathing, I think line. And it's like, you know, That's, you yeah. probably
0: shouldn't do that. That's not the same. <laughs> it's like, she hadn't moved in 30 minutes. I don't think you need to touch her. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. Uh, y'all were raised so nicely yeah <laughs> you all yeah. had good such good parenting well you I'm know what around, i'm like i'm one of those girls it's like oh, i guess uh whatever <laughs> he'll like me better <laughs> he'll like me better Ha <laughs> you know it's terrifying and, it's and, horrible you know it's what it social is social
3: pressure too well, well yeah you know what it was for me though is and this is odd that people don't see it this way it's not about being a good person or a nice guy i'm not trying to go to prison like my <laughs> da- my, my dad t- just t- like he's like look you're a black kid Um, the rules are not the fucking same for you. The game is rigged. There's no fucking he said, she said necessarily with black dudes anyway. Like, you're probably going to go to jail if the police show up. So you do want to cover your bases and make sure the shit is consensual all the time. Make sure that, you know, um, you're not having this sketchy sex where it's going to come back and make you look like uh, some type of uh, fucking criminal, man. Like, that to me, that's my biggest fear. It's not necessarily about... Well, I just want to be a decent guy. Like, nah, it's just for self-preservation. That, to me, (laughs) that, that should be the argument that people make when they go, you should teach boys not to rape. It's like, yeah, so they fucking stay out of prison. Like, even if, even if you're going to be a piece of shit, like, stay out of prison and don't do this kind of risky behavior. Cause, I mean, it feels like every week now we have a story, uh, in basketball or football where it's like, yeah, this dude took, they took this girl home. She was like fucking sloppy drunk they uh ran a train on her or something and now she said all these football players raped her like how many times you gotta see that story before you're like eh, i'm not gonna you know what i'll, I'll fucking jack it tonight right, right
0: you're like no dick me and you we got other plans because yeah. that's some pussy that's gonna land me in jail
3: yeah i call somebody else this chick might wake up tomorrow and be like yeah that that none of that shit i don't remember any of this correct so to me i, I don't even get the whole like I don't even think you have to get to the point about respecting women because that seems to be a losing argument anyway. But well, yeah, that's sad nowadays, but that's true. Just respect yourself and don't go to prison, dumbass. Uh, <laughs> number five, uh, I feel like Cosby's power has finally waned a bit because of, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's kind of been out of the spotlight. Um, he hasn't really uh, used that influence to, like, uh, you know, like like to try to, like, spin off more shows and Mm-mm control more people's careers in the comedy industry and there's so many avenues now to make it i don't he's think people torn. are scared like they used to be scared
2: he's been touring uh for the last like probably year yeah and, and he, it's did, sold he out. has a, a movie a movie uh coming out he filmed two specials so he's mm-hmm. been working it's just he he's not on network tv right now so
3: yeah. and, and by what i mean is like b- before like how many people could do you only know because they work with bill cosby
2: Yeah, I know what
3: you mean. Yeah, it's just not like that. If it was Mm -hmm. like that still, oh, he could shut this shit down still. Like, he'd be like, uh, nobody makes that joke, dude. What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean?
1: As an actress, I'll just say, hello, how are you? you As an actress, (laughs) this motherfucker keeps telling these actresses back then, oh, I'm gonna help you with your career. I'm gonna help you with your career. These bitches just wanted to get ahead. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden they're in the underpants and some patchwork robe coming at them.
3: You know what's, what's crazy though is, Like, he flipped out on uh, the chick that played Denise for getting naked in that movie with the, um, what fucking movie was that? Angel Heart. Yeah. Angel Heart. Oh, that's your, well, who, that's one of your favorite girls.
2: Yeah, yeah, I watched that movie when I was a kid. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he flipped the fuck (laughs) out on her. That sounded creepy. (laughs) I know. Yeah. 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 Watch it. (laughs) Watch it a lot see them Sandra titties or whatever.
1: But, uh, yeah, he flipped the fuck out on her. Thank you, Mr. Bond, Lisa Bonet. Yeah, she's
2: gorgeous yeah she's with yeah. lenny kravitz now is no, that they've been divorced oh, they, they got divorced. divorced yeah he get a big uh uh white model man dude the the guy who played um conan the barbarian and then <gasps> that's
1: right that's right yeah. from uh game of thrones you guys the draconian uh uh fucking a he's so fuckable the 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 hawaiian da- dude david on, david Karen.
3: david Mamor? Yeah. yes yes yeah. um thank you rod but, like, yeah, he, it was funny because, like, you know, he's so respectability politics. Like, he freaked out on Lisa Bonet for doing that shit, um, you know. Uh, and he used to, you know, tell the women on the show, like, hey, don't portray yourself in a certain way. Then it's like he's out here fucking, you know, drugging women. And and the thing is, like, um, I actually don't care if they were sleeping with him to get ahead, Like, like Jess said. But then why you gotta fucking drug them to a coma then? Like if and that he didn't get him a job. He didn't yeah. even get him an interview, an audition, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing, no script, no not even a
0: commercial. What the fuck? No.
2: Well, when he told Janice Dickinson he's gonna help her with her album, she should have known
0: <laughs> Something was wrong. Come
2: on. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. yeah. I mean yeah. He, he, I, I can't defend the dude. I mean when when uh when everything comes out I think he's. It's a rap for him. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. I mean, and and I mean, honestly, he had a good run. So like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. <I don't>, like, <laughs> like, like, just on an yeah, objective a good standpoint, run
0: on all that pussy.
3: Yeah. From a good, from an objective <laughs> standpoint, if you get away with sexual assault for thirty
0: years, that's a very long time. And the
3: worst thing that's gonna happen to you is that you get to retire with your. uh reputation a bit shot that's not that bad for Shit. 30 years of rape like you, you're not even gonna go to prison
0: he been been he started raping when i was six sir yeah. they're not taking his
1: money no one's taking his money i don't hear about that is nope. anyone gonna take his money john mm-hmm.
2: i think they can file a civil suit i mean that I, we'll, we'll see what happens i mean they need a lot of evidence the he settled out of court so whoever he settled with can't sue him mm-hmm. correct they're done, but the rest of the i mean since people are popping out of the woodwork now he you know something something's gonna happen
3: well he um uh there's another accuser too that came for joan Tarshish. um she was a comedy writer um and um she she said that uh she was assaulted by Kazi when she was nineteen years old in nineteen sixty
2: nine wow, wow. Yeah. Was she the one
3: that was on Don Lemon's show? Yeah. Yeah. I actually had that clip too. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, um, you know, she came forward like yesterday as well. Like there's a lot of women that are coming forward now, Um, uh, which, you know, that, I mean, at the time there were 13 women ready to go on record and then the one woman got paid off. So they stopped. So, you know, uh, I'm sure that, you know, after all these years, there's some of them that probably are like, man, fuck it. What's he going to do to me now? You know, um, correct. I have nothing to lose. You can't ruin my career now. She's now 64 years old. She was alleged, she said Cosby allegedly drugged her twice when she was 19. She went up to his bungalow. He made me a drink. Uh, nor, uh, she, we went up to his bungalow. He made me a drink shortly after that. I was passed out. I woke up or came to very groggily and with him removing my underwear.
4: So you know that's his mo. Let
3: me see if I can play this clip of uh, Don Lemon um, trying to, uh, what I like to call trying to help.
5: Let <laughs> me ask you this because mm-hmm. we, and and, mm-hmm. and please I don't I don't mean to be crude okay yeah because I know some of you and you said this last night that he you lied to him and said I have an infection mm-hmm. and if you rape me or if you do if you have intercourse mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. me then you will probably get it and give it to your wife right. and you said he would. He made you perform oral sex. Right. You you know, there are ways not to perform oral sex if you
4: oh, want to do it. Um, I was kinda stoned at the time mm-hmm. and quite honestly, that didn't even enter my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I wish it would have. Right.
5: But meaning the using of the teeth, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I'm thinking weapon, you're yeah, something. I didn't even think of it. Biting. So,
4: um, okay. ouch Yes. <laughs> I, I had to ask, I
3: mean, yes, I, no, I, mean, I didn't, it didn't yeah. cross my mind. Uh, no, I just like to issue a slight correction. You did not have to ask. Um, <laughs> 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 um, I've done a quite, I'm not saying I'm Don Lemon. I haven't been on CNN. I've done quite a few interviews. You did not have to ask that. Um, but yeah, he suggested that, um, she should, uh, bite Bill Cosby's dick. Even though, um, you know, he obviously had her drugged and all this shit. And he's like a, you know, father figure, quote unquote, career figure, quote unquote, whatever, mentor uh, guy at this point. Um, so uh, he, he had to apologize because he was wrong.
2: <laughs> I was waiting for Don to be like. Look, whatever I don't want to suck the dick. <laughs> that's, that's how I do it. I want
3: to, it works for me. The tried and true Don Lemon technique. Right. All you got to do is bite the dick, ladies.
0: That's how you don't get raped.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. It normally does not go over well mm-hmm. when uh, when you uh tell somebody uh what they needed to do to not get raped. It's, Correct. You know, it's kind of like cats out of the bag at that point. You know, you just got to. Just got to let it go. He, now, he did go and um, apologize for that um, today.
5: Welcome back, everyone. I need to say something before we get to our next story. A word about my interview <laughs> last night with Cosby accuser Joan Tarshis. Uh, as I am a victim myself, I would never want to suggest that any victim could have prevented a rape. If my question to her struck anyone as insensitive, I am sorry, as that is certainly and was not my intention. I mean- All right, so there you go, guys.
1: Wait, wow, Rod, man. he's the victim? What he, happened? What I don't know the said. backstory of his victimhood. Uh, right. That's
3: what he said. I don't know. I've never heard him share that story. Me Maybe either? I had to suck a dick once. I
1: mean, what <laughs> happened to Don? Right, because uh, now we're going to start asking
3: that question. Yeah, uh, I had never heard that story
1: before. Oh, he was molested. He was molested as a child. He claimed he was molested as child. Sorry, I'm reading all
3: the. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that what it was? Okay, yeah, I had never oh, okay. heard that story before. Me
0: either. Uh, oh, but and it uh, looked like you'd be a little bit more
3: sensitive
0: to it for the
3: fact that you were well, a yeah. victim. Well, here's the other thing I was saying because you know part of the reason that the the story hasn't been covered for 30 years, um society at large doesn't know how to talk about sexual assault. No, they do not. Like it's no. just like it's people are very like it's almost like either it quote unquote has happened to you or you understand like, or you're empathetic or or there's just people that are like, I don't give a fuck. It didn't happen to me. Or even if it did happen to me, the way I reconcile it is somehow it's another, it's your fault as a victim. It's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Cause I blame myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, either I blame myself or I was, people put blame on me Correct. or whatever. You know, there's a lot of fucked up people in this world where, you know, uh, you know, it's like how the daughter comes home pregnant and then the mom's like, well, it's cause your ass wasn't going to church. You whore. You know what I mean?
0: Correct. Like, like there's
3: a lot of people that are here putting a lot of shit out into the world and even professional people that get paid to speak in front of cameras can't, they just don't know how to talk about it. You, you're telling someone who's relaying the story of sexual assault and you're like, did you bite the dick? Oh well. Mm. I mean that's on you, right? I mean, like, hey, fool me once. Like, <laughs> y- you know, and that's that dude's a professional. So. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, I mean, supposed I mean, to be, yeah. News yeah. ain't
2: news, he does a yeah. lot of uh a lot of victim blaming when it comes to, to a lot of stuff. That's he's quick to be like, black people we get shot because we act <laughs> this way or yeah. our pants are sagging. He's he's a victim blamer all the time. Mm-hmm. But, but when he was up against the wall, he pulled out that victim card very quickly. That real was- quick. <laughs>
3: real quick. And I mean, and the other thing too is like, you can pull that. People will allow you to pull that move with groups you're a part of. Yeah. But yeah. people don't normally allow you to pull that unless it's black people. People don't normally allow you to pull that shit with just like anybody. Um, Especially not to someone's face, you know? So, um and, and, you know, part of this is because we got that 24 7 news man you gotta cover something yeah like you just go on the air and you make fucking news and biting dick is a story yeah like it it, (laughs) like in in all in all honesty that probably should be like an actual reporter who took some time out with a camera crew sat down correct interviewed that lady had it um edited and then put that out as a piece that you go right hey we're gonna cut to this sensitive topic Boom. It's been edited. It's been, but it's 24-7 news. Now we just want to get the story first. Who can get her sitting across from someone on TV? The quickest. And hey, I'm not doing any research. I'm just asking these fucking questions at the top of my head. Then I'm going to tell her to bite some dicks, you know? Uh, so let's, (laughs) let's talk about what Bill Cosby has lost. All right. He had a Netflix, uh, state special that, uh, it's been postponed. It hasn't been, um, what do you call it? Cancelled. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been canceled. Is this been postponed?
0: Netflix um, is like, we gonna wait and see what happens. Which
3: is funny because it's almost like, to what end?
0: You know,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> like we'll release it when he's not a rapist. Like, when oh, when that... he dies. <laughs> like, it's like in six months. Of course, we'll all be ready to laugh. That's what will happen. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, they probably already paid for it, so. I bet you they did. They don't want to take that L, but. Mm-mm. Or maybe they're just saying that so Bill Cosby won't give up hope, but I can't imagine how they're going to put this out. No.
2: They'll put it out, uh, if, if this blows over, which I don't think it will, they'll put it out. Or when he dies. Right. But,
3: yeah. Yeah. Maybe when he dies, you know, they get, they recoup their losses or something. Um, but yeah, they're postponing his stand up comedy special. A decision that followed a growing number of allegations that fam- that the famed entertainer sexually assaulted women. In a brief statement last Tuesday, the company said the scheduled November 27th premiere of the special Bill Cosby 77 was being postponed, but did not address why or when it might debut. The company had no
0: further comment. Um, so, uh, it's like, yep, we want y'all to quit emailing us and phone calling us. Yep. Uh, he also, had
3: a TV project that was supposed to be coming out to uh, to NBC. That's been scrapped as well. Of course, because NBC, like, we got sponsors, and, and hell no. Yeah. Uh, part of me wonders if, like, Lena Dunham is looking at this
0: and going, thank God. I'm on HBO. <laughs>
1: oh, she's so psyched. She's so psyched. Nobody's talking about her diddling her fucking sister's vagina anymore.
0: Woo! Man, thank for God. real. God. She was like, thank
3: God. Because she tried, she tried <sighs> to do the Bill Cosby technique of, like, I'm going to just keep going out here like ain't shit happening. And, like, the like last week she released, like, two tweets, and neither one of them had anything to do with that sexual assault. And I just clicked on the tweets, and, you know, like, if you click on a tweet, it'll show you all the related, like, responses and shit. And there was, like, dozens of responses, and every single one was like, your child molested motherfucker. I hope you go to jail. You need to be somewhere in prison. You need to get some help, bitch. Like, all of it. And I was just like, you can't, this ain't going to blow over as long as you keep talking. You're going to mm. need to go away. Completely. Let your TV show come back in January or whatever the fuck. And then just pop up
0: without saying anything because. Yep, and don't mention and don't say anything. You know, and, 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 and maybe I'm just old school, but what's wrong with just saying I'm out for a while? I know everything is like 24 hours. What's wrong with saying, you know what? I might want to just leave everything and come back. Well, why would a person that
3: can't take no for an answer sexually think that, they think that they think that they
0: could take no for an answer in the career? where they've you? never had to take no for an answer. Yeah, like, well, they got terrible public relationships. People, they you paid them all that goddamn money, and they tell you to sit your ass down.
3: Well, we, I mean, we let Bill Cosby put out Leonard Part Six. <laughs> <laughs> <led> him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know.
3: and I watched it. Oh, he's said No, knows, I no, it.
2: in the theaters.
3: Yeah, I watched it in the theaters as a kid. It was my fault. I, I accept my, My I will accept my part of the responsibility for the blame. (laughs)
0: You you take your part. There was
3: no reason for me to see that and Ghost Dad. And I saw them both.
0: Uh,
2: Wellish.
3: Huh. Um, so, uh, yeah, he, um, lost his, uh, NBC project. Um, and, uh, like I said, man, uh, he, a lot of this is on him. He, remember he did the meme thing.
0: Which was. This dude, is after the Hannibal Burrs joke. The worst shit he could have ever did. Then he did
3: the interview with, um, he scheduled interviews, number one, because he had this tour and then he has the, um, TV show project. It started so canceling. So he started, he scheduled interviews, he started canceling. Right. He well, donated. The
2: were scheduled way in advance. Like Letterman mm-hmm. and Queen Latifah and all that kind of stuff were scheduled like months and months before Burrs, you know, the mm-hmm. thing went viral, so.
3: And then he had the, um, what else was the other thing? Uh, uh, then he had the PBS, uh, interview because he donated the art to the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. And that guy asked the question when he probably thought that guy wouldn't. He probably thought that guy would keep it to the art. And, like, all this shit just piles up on you. You know, like, you just, like, like, eventually people, are, once people kind of like, uh, like a dog with a bone, you know, once they, yeah. like, sick on it, they're not gonna let it go. The only thing you can do is kind of fade away. And he's defiant, man. He's not going to fade away, so yeah, it's, it's going to get uglier.
0: Yeah, especially when you old. You just have that fuck it gene where you're like, I'm old, I'm going to die, goddamn it, and there's nothing you can do about this bullshit. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's kind of had that for a while. Like, he's been known as Mr. Like, old man, fuck it, dude, for a while, you know. Um, yeah, old
0: man, I'll be fucking these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that,
3: too. He's been known for that as, for a while. Yes. Um, so yeah, they, they abandoned the, uh, Cosby project for NBC. They say the project is no longer under development. Um,
0: so that means like, it was like sponsors, Procter and Gamble, Johnson and Johnson, please don't take your money. Yeah. That means we'll probably never see that shit. Mm -mm, No matter how good or bad or indifferent it was going to be.
3: Yeah. Um, the other thing he did was, um, TV land has pulled all the reruns of the Cosby show
0: oh shit wow now that's huge very that's big Um,
2: because
0: that you know that's where all the shows go right i mean
3: not just that but you know i don't think a lot of people view that as like part of this you know it's almost like well that's you know that that was then and this is even though it spanned over 30 years they feel like well that's untainted a part of my childhood that will always be innocent no matter who this guy is and what he's done. You can't take away this show from me. And TV Land's like, "No, it's it's
0: radioactive right now." We- right. We yeah. don't want the phone. Like it's one of the things where if we do this, we're going to get phone calls emails how dare you put this on? How dare why I got to watch this man?" And they're like, "Nope, we don't want to be bothered."
3: Yep. Um on the streaming side, uh Amazon and Hulu have rights to the Cosby show. It's still available as of right now, but you know the watch is on. The media's gonna be like, right. we y'all dropping this shit because everybody else did.
2: Yeah, yeah. Don't you think it's a little different for streaming media? Because like when it's on TV Land, you turn on TV Land, it's there. Mm-hmm. For streaming media, you have to choose to watch it.
3: Yeah, I think it is different, and I also think it's different for. uh I even think it's different for TV Land. Honestly, I don't think they have to do that. I think, but I think once the once the hunt is on, dog, the hunt is on.
2: Yeah, like it, like. <laughs> Every the land, they, they also, you know, they don't want to be known as paying a rapist because they have to, when that, when that, you know, Cosby Show airs, he's getting that residual money. Because it, right. it airs like, they air four or five episodes back to back. Right, every day. Mm. Every single day. That's a lot of money. So yeah. they're supporting his habit or that they're paying him. So I guess they don't want to be associated with that.
3: how does How does the streaming money work? That I
2: don't know. I think it's through... It, it depends on your deal yeah. with them. I think it's it's through downloads you get paid like, you know, but it's not the same as if it's on TV.
3: Yeah, but that would still be like they're paying money to a, a rapist at some point. Uh if if it, if it is one of those things where, you know, per play, they have to give them a, a certain amount of money. So I could see someone making the argument like this shouldn't even be an option. Uh I'm not saying I would make the argument, but I could see The kind of people that want TV land to give up the shit probably gonna want Amazon and Hulu to give it up too.
0: And that's if those same people are streaming, because if you're watching that, odds are, why would you watch something like that when you could stream it quicker? These probably some old people. I'm not trying to be funny. They watch TV land. Like, maybe I got disconnect.
3: Well, I don't think any, I honestly don't think fans are demanding it. True. I think this is just a, he's radioactive. You get. You get him the fuck away from whatever you're doing, cause you don't want anything of your brand to be brought down by him. That's right. it. Like,
0: people are just looking for anything yeah, associated with him. They're, they're
3: ahead of the outrage. I didn't see any petitions for
0: TV land today, like. No, that people probably wouldn't have ever cared about TV land.
3: Yeah, TV land hit that switch, man. It's like, fuck that shit. Like. Oh, off. Um, but yeah, Amazon and Hulu, um, wondering what they'll do now. Wouldn't be shocked if they, uh, tried to pull that shit um and what was the other thing oh but here's the thing he does control um his tour for the most part the dates are sold out and he will continue his tour
2: Ooh, that's that's gonna be tough i just saw him on tour too so yeah but this is before before rape
3: right like do you
2: think you could laugh
3: at it now like if you were there like you think you could like ease your mind for the hour and a half or whatever and just relax and laugh
2: as as a comedian mm-hmm. yes I would sit there and I would watch because it's, it's like watching you know what I mean like uh, watching Jason Williams play after he shot a dude you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you kind of separate it but as a if I was just a civilian not doing comedy I I really I'd be looking at him like Ugh.
3: yeah I mean the tour's already sold out so I don't even know what you do and hey, you ain't getting your money back. Yeah, like what? You, like, cause I mean, what are the options? Return everybody's money and don't go to tour.
2: Um, and those tickets weren't cheap.
4: I bet yeah, they were Like hey, one hundred
2: fifty. I think the cheapest ticket was like a hundred bucks, up to like five, six hundred bucks.
3: Woo! Yeah. yeah, he's not. He's not gonna stop touring until they make him like. They'll have to attack the venues or something to make him right, do that. like Ticketmaster or some shit. I don't well, know. people
0: stand outside, protest, and make it like yeah. most people to go
2: I in. I think people are going to stand outside, protest, and throw out you know that box DVD set to the Cosby Show and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that will happen, but you know, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but the show is, is phenomenal that he puts on. Yeah,
3: no, no, no. I, I don't. <laughs> you know what? I don't think anyone should hate to say that. Like it was weird to me because people were saying shit like you know because I had some thoughts on it or whatever. And then people were like, yeah, man. I mean, I don't even understand how anybody can watch the Kazi show after this. It's like, the fuck that got to do with this? Stop believing people are good just because they're on your TV.
0: Correct. <laughs> you got to, that's <laughs> your fault. That's like,
3: right. people are pieces of shit. History has told us this so many goddamn times. How can you keep falling for the okie doke? If you never worship these people as celebrities, you wouldn't be worried about it. I've stopped dealing with Bill Cosby on a personal level when he was like, black people need to pull their pants up. And then she, I was like, oh, OK, cool. He's crazy now. I'm not I'm out. I don't have to pay too much attention to this dude, mm-hmm. but I'll just enjoy his TV show. Correct. So, so I've been able to enjoy the Cosby shows and, and and still be like, yeah, Bill Cosby ain't really my type of dude without even thinking about this, you know, even with the rape shit, it was like, and then, then the Cosby show comes on. I remember the Cosby show. I don't remember, you know, I don't sit around and going, Oh, I would laugh, but those rapes, you know, like how are you going to rob yeah. me? You can't rob me of my entertainment because you're a rapist. That's not how this works. I don't think we'd be able
1: to watch TV or look at movies or go to the theater if we chuck out everybody's dirt. I mean, right, fuck. Cause people I don't do, know
0: anyone who's clean out there, really. Right, because people do some fucked up shit. You got people that have molested and raped children. I think one of the dudes yep. uh, going to another country and they say, you bring your ass back here, we're going to arrest you, but his ass still making movies. But yeah, Roman Polanski. Right.
3: Not to mention sports.
0: Yeah. You know, like, how mm. the fuck does anybody ever
3: watch a sport? Like, I know black people who literally say, Man, I don't give a fuck about dogs because they like Mike Vick. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's, Kelly
0: still makes I still dance to ignition. Right. Right. No matter no matter how many kids he pissed on. Like you
2: <laughs> like m- Wall is still one of the greatest albums ever made. That's right.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even like uh dogs really. But you're not going to make me think it's okay to torture and kill them because I like a quarterback. That's crazy. <laughs> no. Like just that – the mental gymnastics so you can still believe this dude's a good person. I wouldn't let Mike Vick around my dogs. I would still watch him play football on Sunday. It's two different things, and I'm totally okay with that. I think the world needs to start getting okay with that. And then you won't have such attachment like – um, One of my friends on Twitter, he's a friend of the show and a comedian, and he was like, Hannibal Burns better have a hell of a career now that he took down Bill Cosby. It's like, why 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 does does he need to be responsible? Like, oh, I guess he needs to make his own version of the Cosby show in order to make that one joke. Mm -mm. Like, he didn't take Bill Cosby away from you. 30 years of sexually assaulting people has taken Bill Cosby away from you, if that's what you're... If that's the way you want to phrase it, like you can't Correct. just, um you know, you can't, you shouldn't be angry at at the world for this shit. You know, this is something that he did to himself it's just finally coming on the roost. Like, you know, the, at some point there's, you got to pay the piper uh for the actions that you, that you've taken, man. And I, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think that this is any exception to that.
2: Um, I don't think Hannibal and, and Bill Cosby's fan base overlap right, so, <laughs> right. You know i mean like hannibal's gonna be all right comedy central still loves him right he, yeah you know he's gonna have his specials he's on like three tv shows right now hannibal's all right right you know yeah i don't think he intended for this to happen
1: mm-hmm. nope
2: and and i guarantee that conversation when bill cosby called hannibal was awkward as shit Right. <laughs> but he's gonna be all right yeah
3: i mean also man he made a joke that i've it's just brave. Because honestly, man, the new thing in comedy for me that, uh, that's, that's weird is like comedians will call out anything but each other. So it's almost like, it's like, yo, fuck. This such and such, fuck, fuck this establishment, fuck this politician, fuck the people that do this, huh? fuck this type of person. Oh, you think so and so is a good person or well, that's not a good person? Cause if you think about it from this angle, you're like, damn, this comedian's going in. Then it's like, so what do you think about such and such other comedians? Like Dane Cook, uh, he's cool. You know, he's a hard-working dude. Uh, a lot of people. <laughs> it's like, okay. All right. All right. I get it. It's an industry. You know, um, one of our friends of the show the other day was promoting, they did a podcast and Anthony Camille was on it. And I was just like, do I need to send a drop squad or, I mean, like, "What's you? is it straight, you know? And it was just one of those things where I understand it's the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the game. At the end of the day, uh, getting on that dude's podcast or a podcast with him is probably going to be better for your career than uh, being the guy who says, fuck him. And at some point, maybe he's able to harm your career through his friends or through opportunities that you're not able to get. So I understand it, but it's still like, because Hannibal did this, I still feel like, well, this is one of those areas of comedy where it's like, that's, that not only was the joke kind of true, right. like you're about respectability politics, but you out here with fucking 13 victims of rape. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that, like that's, uh, that's, that is a bit hypocritical. Uh, I would say. And then also like, yeah, um, this is a dude in your industry that you're calling out and he's a legend. He's like, you know, and I don't think he did it on some, like, I'm only going to say this because he's a legend. I really think he be, he believed that joke. And, uh, you know, I thought it was brave. So I don't want to take that away from the dude. Um, Plus, I thought he was funny before I ever heard that joke. I don't even think that joke is one of his funniest jokes, you know?
0: Yeah,
2: he's hilarious. It's a new joke.
3: But yeah, yeah. yeah like Hannibal's
2: at a, at a stage in his career where he can say it. Mm-hmm. And, he, and there's not going to be any repercussions. Because if, if Hannibal wasn't Hannibal... Right. If he was just like, you know, if he was like a me, like a struggling comedian in the game, Bill Cosby would end my career, like, right. before it even started. I wouldn't, first of all, no one would give a shit if I, if I did that joke, because right. I'm nobody, but Bill Cosby would make a call and that would be it. I would be right. banned from clubs, and, and that's what, but Hannibal's fan base and his don't overlap, and Hannibal has a strong enough career, he has a lot of people supporting him, that he's going to be all right.
3: Right. True. And I mean, also, like, maybe you would get on Upworthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? like you might be hot for a couple of days josh don't don't count yourself short man like right you probably will be hot for at least a couple of days on the internet yeah. and then bill Cosby will be like turn off all his power
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes getting so that's a pleasure but like oh right. yeah you like
2: skinned? come on on right.
0: the
3: show this, this kid his kids no longer eat so um yeah but uh, i
2: mean well, also, i think Ultimately, the, the reason that comics don't call each other out is because this business is very subjective. Right. And your, your career can be side, sidetracked or derailed just by somebody saying something, unlike any other career. You, you can't be a NASA scientist and you're building rockets and stuff and somebody's just like, hey, I think Dr. Finkelstein's an asshole and you're taking off the project. Whereas ah. comedy is like that. You can be working on something and all someone has to do to, to ruin you is tell somebody. So that's why you have comics right. very, very, uh, weary of, of, uh, of calling other comics out. Well, I, I mean, I'll take it a step
3: further. It's not even that, cause every, everybody's career is subjective, right? Like everybody does have like that intangible shit where like, yeah, you're good at your job, but you're an asshole. You can get the fuck out. I don't care if it's accounting. I don't care if you're the best NASA rocket scientist or whatever the fuck, right? But comedy is only subjective you know what I'm saying? So like it's so like yeah, it's, it's way there's scarier. No map there's no road yeah. there's no book there's nothing it's way scarier like yeah. at least like you said if you're the best rocket scientist or some shit like maybe you're an asshole and you don't get what you need to be in life but like they can't take your rocket science from you <laughs> comedy is like motherfuckers can kind of just take your laughs like no more laughs everybody this motherfucker is out in the outs and we no longer support his shit so no more club dates no more uh putting them on your shows none of this shit um we don't like him anymore and you know and it's got to be infuriating because uh comedy is also that thing where people are like you can never give up so right. even if you're not funny people tell you the same shit they tell funny people which is never give up a hey, correct so um it's but- ruining shit it really right. is, man. It's depressing, we're,
1: man. We miss, we're missing, I talk to Josh about this all the time, that we're missing the few guys that did talk shit to the younger comics or the comics that didn't do well yet, that didn't know their places yet. They're all gone. They're all dead. And no one's had the balls to take over their spots yet. Mm. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there are a lot of uh, bad comedians who I, I listen and me and Roger talked about. This. There's a lot of people who tell, like, racial jokes and there's not really a funny punchline you're just fucking racist yeah like you know stuff like that irritates me and some people just they're not funny and they think they're funny and they've been told they're funny or you or the thing about comedy that's weird is sometimes it's not even about being funny it's who you know because a lot of people have tv shows and shit like that and i go you're not funny why do you have a tv show why are you constantly in my face why am i seeing you in the movies you're fucking terrible yeah. oh because they take those executives out to drinks karen they fucking
1: <laughs> kiss their fucking ass oh i hate them so much i hate them so fucking much it's,
2: not, it's, it's a lot it's about you know it's a, it's about networking it's about talking you know to people and, and yeah. that sort of thing uh yeah. well I, I wouldn't go that far. I, I
1: would people tell me just pretend you want to blow him just just pretend you want to blow him really fuck you how about a good joke how about a mm. fucking good joke
2: all right, well, I know comics <laughs> who fuck people and got things, men and women. It's not yes, just women yes, do it. Yes, right. yes, sure. I mean, it, it it will get you in the door, but your your talent has to sustain, sustain you. There's yes. It's a margin call for talent always. So yeah. it, it's not all that, but it is it is a lot of who you know, and that's why comics are very reluctant to call. Even even their, their blogs and their sites that all they do is critique comedy, they never post a bad review. Everything is no. amazing.
0: Yep. Because... Yeah.
2: They're threatened with their access being taken away. Oh, you said this Comedy Central special was terrible. Now you don't get to come backstage at the Comedy Central Gala at Montreal. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, you don't have a a good barometer of what's, the only thing that that can tell you what's funny is actually performing in the club or or at a show and the audience telling you. Everything else is just hokey bullshit. Yep.
3: And and not not to mention, you got to have certain demographics that people are looking for. True. You know, like certain people are like, yes. Hey, uh, we need a comic that looks and sounds like this, that's this age, that resonates with this type of uh listener or a viewer or whatever, and you know, if you covet a certain demographic, there's gonna be people that are extremely funny and extremely good at what they do that just don't resonate with, you know, the frat boy culture of like Comedy Central or something. Yeah. So it's like they're on the outs, but it doesn't mean they're not funny correct i'm just gonna wave quietly (laughs) (laughs) right but
1: but that's 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 the truth motherfuckers everyone boy if i was 23
3: oh god bless america these (laughs) fucking bitches um so all right that's all the stuff that happened with bill Cosby. let's now let's talk about other things all right guys let's get into some happier news (laughs) uh crazy people are buying up guns because of the uh impending ferguson uh Missouri
0: decision about Darren Wilson. Which Um, nobody black is angry because odds are we will be shocked if he has something charged. He's not going to be charged people. He is not going to be charged. So don't worry. Right. People there will not be riots. We might go on Twitter and Facebook and post shit, but we're not going to attack you. We're not going to beat you up. Um, yeah, maybe it's just me and the way mm. I look at it. Like, when is the last time in America there's been a real true? Oh, and in my time, I hadn't seen anything since the Rodney King riots.
3: I'm more worried about one of these crazy motherfuckers starting a riot because they shoot
0: somebody. Correct.
3: That wasn't gonna do anything.
0: Right. Not not the people that they're getting the guns for, but them just shooting a random person. Yeah. I mean,
3: they're this says they're selling two to three times more weapons. Than usual in recent weeks.
0: I'm surprised they ain't talking about we sold out of bullets. An average of 30 to 50 guns
3: per day. Goddamn. Wow. And you know wow. that, and you know that is mostly uh, people on the side of Darren Wilson uh, uh white people buying them because if it was black people, they'd be like, uh, guns are sold out in Missouri. Uh, it's a gun shortage suddenly. And nobody can get one.
0: Right. But I see a gun right there. Mm-mm, yeah. That but, one's for display. Right.
3: <laughs> that is, that is a display gun only. It doesn't even work. Now get out of my, my store. Correct. Yeah. That's what they need to do. The protesters need to all go to the stores and be like, we like 30 to 50 guns, please. And they would shut down gun sales for the state. Um, but yeah. So, um, the jury is preparing to conclude this three month review of the case. Um, Stephen King, who's the owner of a gun store, and a great author. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we're selling everything that's not nailed down. Police aren't going to be able to protect every single individual. If you don't prepare yourself and get ready for the worst, you have no one to blame but
0: yourself. Just running off of this fear and pe- that people have.
3: Yeah, that, that's
2: a bad move, Mr. King. <clears throat>
0: yeah. right. uh, well, he does write
3: scary novels. Um, you know what? You know what is crazy to me is like It feels like the undertone of America, at least in my lifetime and like reading up on history and shit, it seems like slavery was the biggest, like when you like punch your brother in the face and then he's like, I'm going to get you back. And he fucking forgot about it. Like it's been years now. He's never going to get you back. He's moved past it. He's moved out the house. He's married. He's had kids. He doesn't even live in the same state anymore. And it feels like white people are constantly like, get the guns cause they're going to hit us back one day. I don't know when. It might be tomorrow. Might be next week. Yeah. We shot another innocent kid. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe be that the, when the, like, I remember when it first happened, they're like, Oh, they're going to, they're going to start killing white people today. And it was like, Mm-mm. no, they're just, you don't have anything to fear. Yeah. They're just grieving. That, that's called, those tears are, are for grief, sir. And then after that, it was like, well, um, when this video comes out, they're gonna be killing people it's like no mm-hmm. no they're just gonna be distraught yeah, and I wonder I, why you released this this footage yeah and like at every step you know with Zimmerman thing. like everything is just like black people gonna go crazy y'all you know they're gonna go crazy and it's like we never do but somehow we you know the gun sales keep going up
0: right and also i think time has changed i think with social media a lot of people uh don't take their activism to the streets they take it online like there is yes. it's other methods that are where i don't have to have that same confrontation with you but still end up with results but, but even if you take, so i think it's crazy for but you even to even bef- that
3: Ka- but Karen, even before social media people wasn't black people wasn't like someone got shot let's go kill these white people oh no
0: no like hooked. what and is the paranoid. fucking
3: what is the precedence <laughs> For, like, white people being like, we need to go buy 30 to 50 guns a day because you know what's going to happen today, guys. John Brown coming back from the dead, and he going to fucking, like, tear up this town. Like, it's just not going to happen. It, it, and, and, I mean, obviously you hear the, the guys who sell guns are fucking feeding into the fear. Like, of course. if you don't protect yourself... It's nobody to blame but yourself when Bill Cosby comes to your
0: house and rapes you. <laughs> you nah, nah, that's a real fear. Should have had a gun. I would be scared too, white people. But yeah, I, I the white people—they're just projecting
1: all their bullshit. They're just like, "Oh my god, we feel all this. We, everyone yeah. must feel this." Like I, I really feel like that's must be where it comes from, don't you think? Just a projection of fucking. This is how we feel, so everyone must fucking feel like this. Ah, right. you know this fucking fear. It's just, so, it's awful. It's so palpable in this country. And I always wonder why when I get on the, t- when I, get, I always ran about this poor Josh, but when I get on the train and there's a seat next to a couple black dudes and all the white ladies that have gotten on before me don't sit there. I'm like, what the fuck are you, what, what have you imagined whenever in the history of ever has anything ever fucking happened besides you imagining something and talking some bullshit lie? Right. I mean, let's right. be, if we're realistic about shit. And then I go sit down and inevitably one of the dudes looks at me and smiles and I'm like, hey, what's up? I hate people. How are you? Right. And then we <laughs> laugh and we understand what we mean.
3: <laughs> right. People are the worst. Um, all right. Let's see what else is happening, guys. Um, let's talk about some, some lighter subjects. Let's talk about homophobia. All right. <laughs> Switch it up a little bit. A Houston restaurant manager issued an apology. After two customers complained about a gay server by writing, don't want to listen to a faggot through my whole meal on their receipt. Oh, Oh, she said, yeah, she went over to the customers and said, I'm sorry. The waiter, 19 year old Blake Butler said it was disgusting that his boss at Kelly's country cooking. Hmm? Apparently cared more about the homophobes dining experience than she did about protecting her own staff.
0: Of course, because most managers of places like this ain't shit. And the customer is one of the customers, always right. The customers can do what they want to. You, you, me and Roger both work in the restaurant industry. You can tell them the rules and regulations they told you. They'll turn around and do the complete opposite of what you told them to make you look terrible. Like they'll throw you under the bus because they don't give a fuck. Yeah.
3: Managers are the worst. I know, Jess, you waited tables before, right? uh still doing it right now rod yeah managers are the fucking worst right
1: yeah they fired our manager so now it's just anarchy at our place
3: which is good actually it's nice (laughs) yeah running shit the people for the people and by the people up with the people i (laughs) want you like they should have let us run the shit too man because like nothing's worse than that manager that sells you out you're like yeah that table they just called me some slurs and they uh returned their meal 17 fucking times and now they're saying they don't want to pay for it because the food was nasty and then the manager's always like well just go out there and tell them to pay for it i'm like uh, no okay. no we kicked yeah. someone
1: out actually rod no lie we kicked someone out the other night because one some of the nights that i work there just me and another girl who's the bartender mm-hmm. so it's just two women in this restaurant okay. so men come in especially you know white men <laughs> those glorious things <laughs> they come in and they're just like "Hey." Fucking sit on my lap. Give me a tu- You know, it's right. disgusting how the fuck they treat us. And then they talk shit about everything all the time. And they were talking so fucking horribly about everyone. And both this woman and I are both Jews. So we're yeah. like, shut up, you anti-Semite. You know, and right. everything is just horrifying. And they started to do homophobic shit. And we had already warned them before about their speech being hateful. We said, you know, guys, come on, don't fuck with us. We We're going to tell you to go. We're giving you a warning right now ah come here sweetheart come mm. here darling i said you you better shut the fuck up right now because you're getting really oh what's the matter if i was in a skirt maybe you'd make out i mean they did they were just so inappropriate oh, so the girl no. just looks at them at one point she goes, you know what you- you're out you're gone get the fuck out you- you're on you can go yelp about us all you fucking want you right. hateful bastards just get right. the fuck out and
3: uh felt really good yeah, yeah. people like that it's don't good. know how to use yelp anyway so you guys are safe <laughs> Yeah, they'll never use it. Yeah, they don't know how what a phone is, but yeah, it's, it's it. But yeah, I've had that experience where you tell the manager something, they always tell you to go back and be stern and do all this shit. Then when you're like, look, man, they asked for a manager, you need to go tell them what you told me. They go out there and they sell you out immediately. Like that dude is a nigger, and I agree with you, he's terrible. <laughs> uh, mm. What what can we do? Nah. Give you some free my old
1: job? They'd be like, can I see the manager? I'd be like, yeah, hang on one sec yeah
3: can i help you right i, <laughs> I am the there. manager like, fuck you what right. i am the
0: manager motherfucker yes right <laughs> what are you what are you gonna do about this i remember uh one time uh this is uh right before i uh stopped serving uh a man got mad because uh you know how you deal places with i'll, I'll it might be different where y'all at but we but it's like a buffet and if you come at a certain time, it goes from lunch price to dinner price, but not a goddamn thing changed out there, but they they they, they charge you more. And mm-hmm. he didn't read the menu, and he got angry because I charged him dinner price because the time had changed. And he came over there, and I didn't like his attitude, and he raised his voice at me. I walked away from him, and I yelled for the man. I was like, you need to come and speak to the, um, the customer out here. I said, because I don't get paid. I get paid $2.13 an hour. I don't get paid enough to get yelled at and walk my ass on out the way.
3: Mm. now did you bite Mm, him did you try to bite him on his penis
0: oh no no (laughs) Mm. not not that time not that time well that one's on
3: you that one sounds like it's Mm, your fault my bad um but yeah the um the actual news covered this um story of the waiter um and uh the the racial slur and the manager not having his back now i'm gonna assume he's gonna get fired the who, the server? Yeah, cause oh, they, yeah. that's yeah. how they always do. Yeah, the
0: server gonna get fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: they gonna put it on him. Be like, see, motherfucker, you made us have to work, and like have integrity and shit. You know, we don't do that here at, at Kelly's uh, Country Kitchen. Yeah, at Kelly's Country Kitchen. I bet it's all. I bet <laughs> Kelly's Country Cooking is all K's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the people come for the country fried steak. They don't come for the, your gayness, sir. Yeah. But yeah, that, that motherfucker's going to get fired behind that shit, man. Of course he will not be there. Josh, you
3: ever work tables, man?
2: Never.
3: Oh, man, you lucky motherfucker, dog.
2: I've worked in the service industry before, but never. I've never waited tables.
0: Oh, you worked at the back of the house then?
2: No, no, I worked like uh What do you call it? Like I worked security. I've I've worked like cashier Oops. joints and stuff like that. Oh, I've okay. never worked in at a at a restaurant.
0: Mm.
3: You ever made minimum wage?
2: Yes, sir. Okay. Yes,
3: well, sir. All right, you and the crew then. Yeah, you
0: and the crew, yeah. Minimum <laughs> yeah, minimum wage by a time they tax you, you making you making about the same I was making that waitress two dollar yeah, fifty cent an hour. I was hour. just about
3: to turn on Josh and shit. Like, oh pretty motherfucker, can't even <laughs> come out here and get cussed out like <laughs> the rest of us. All right.
2: I think I think everybody should have to work a job in the service industry. You work a job yeah, right. where someone can curse you out and you have to take it. And right. you, not, you know you can't really come at them like if we were on the streets I would knock you the fuck out but you have to be like hold on one moment even if you're mad you can hold on one moment let me get my manager you know what I mean right. like everybody right. should have to work a job like that right
0: I I think so too I think that would change people's attitude and people wouldn't have this entitlement that they do yelling and screaming Ugh. and fuss. I can tell almost immediately the way people talk to like cashiers and clerks and shit like that if they've ever had that type of a job mm-hmm. from the way that they respond like me and Roger has gotten shit free because we were patient I think we I forgot we had got some fix a flat or something and what had happened the computers had went down and they kept tinkling with it they tried to change the paper they couldn't get shit to work the manager came, they couldn't get the shit to work about 10 to 15 minutes and they kept apologizing. We was like, that's cool because we understood it wasn't their problem. By the time we finished, was was like, fuck it, you can have it. You were just so patient with us.
3: Yeah, I got my oil change for free the other day because um, they ran out of some shit and they had to go get the, get it from another place. And I was like, oh, my God, I know it's a 15-minute oil change place, but so it's going to take, like, 20 minutes. And I was just like, so that's fine. And then when he came to, like, check me out or whatever, he's just like, oh, it's free, man. Don't worry about it. I was like. So for five extra minutes, y'all just giving this shit away, like,
0: must be overpriced. But still, like, that, I'll take it. You know what I mean? We've gotten food free. Right, because most people show their asses. Like, like if, if you realize if you would just be more understanding, you would just, you literally would get a lot more shit in your life free. But you busting and raising your voice and cussing them out. They're like, fuck it, I'm going to charge you.
3: I don't even know if it's that, Karen. I don't because I think people that act the ass give shit free all the time. That's why okay. they do it. Okay. Yeah, so i don't even think that's i don't think that's the incentive i just think oh, okay people i just think people don't have control in areas of their lives and then they like use that on the quote unquote help when they oh, go out like they don't okay. view those people as equals they don't view those people as actual human beings it's like i'm at ihop i'm the king now motherfucker you know yeah like you get a little yeah. bit of power and you lose your goddamn mind man. right
0: because it's funny working me and roger talked about this when you work in the rest in the food industry period people walk in they automatically think your iq is zero and you're like god damn it i have a college degree um i'm not stupid well or it's dumb. even
3: if they're stupid you're like yep. it, like there's a lot of people that just don't have control in their lives it's not about thinking you're stupid it's I think I'm stupid, but here I get to be king because the rules. Okay. okay. The rules say I'm in charge. That's true. So yeah, I said, yeah. "Scattered, smothered, and chopped, motherfucker." And like, okay, dude, I don't know what happened with you at home today. Right.
0: I didn't beat your wife. I didn't beat your kids. Yeah. I didn't
3: steal your drawers. I'm sorry. Like I play basketball with people like that, where like they'll fucking throw a tantrum, and you're like, "Aren't you a forty year old man?" Like, right? With kids. Like, shouldn't you have other things that are more important than this right now? And it's like. Something's probably wrong with that dude's personal life. Like they gotta go to the court and like fucking explain that shit.
2: Um all right. you, know what, you know what I do? Like if yeah. then, when I see like a cashier getting cursed out or a server getting cursed out, and I'm, you know, just a civilian, a yeah. customer, I'll say something to the person. I'll be like, yo, they can't call you out on this, but you're an asshole right now. Right. Yeah. You're a big fat asshole. I just want you to take a minute and understand mm-hmm. that. And then just walk away. And, like, I'm, the server or, the, you know, the cashew is like, oh,
3: thank you so much. Right. <laughs> I love people like you're that. You're a savior. The best tips I ever got in my life was because um, this one fucking table ran me fucking ragged. And the dude, like, I knew when they came in, they weren't paying for that meal, Like, you could just tell, like, the way they're being mean up front, the mm-hmm. way they're being rude. You're just like, these motherfuckers are looking for a loophole in this situation where cool. they don't have to pay for it. Yep. And so he was just like, "Yeah, uh, I saw my food sitting up there in the window for five minutes." And uh, uh, this is after they ate the food, by the way. The food gone. It's like, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was dry. Oh, no. It was dry. And uh, I, I'm not paying for this shit. I want to talk to a manager. And I had been so nice to them. He still felt a little bad. So he did this thing where he was like, "Oh, it's not, it's not your fault, man. I just need to talk to a manager." And I'm just like, "Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, I already know what this is. When my manager comes up, he's gonna shit on me." And all this stuff. And everybody in that section, because the seats were so tight together, they all heard it, like heard them shitting on me, talking shit. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, and then when he left, he even left me like a tip. But it was like, you know, fuck you, man. I look bad in front of my manager now. I was like new to the job. You know, it was just a terrible way to start. And then um all the tables around, just like, it's like all of them were just like collectively, like just leave them $20. And I ended up making like more money that day because that dude was a dick um but you know i still it did fuck with me man um Mm -hmm. but uh if i was smart i would have had a friend come in every day after that and be a dick to me (laughs) in front of the restaurant i just i just never thought about it till just now but that that would be a good scheme um all right let's talk about some other news man uh did you guys see the drunk girl in public video the uh the fake the prank yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um well it turns out all the guys um in the video were set up they were told they were helping out a student film and to, to act like they were trying to pick up this drunk girl or whatever um so you know they went from just kind of making a rape joke to uh actually looking like rapist yes um which i do feel like is a huge distinction and uh yes it is i do yeah and if i was those guys i'd be pissed as well like uh i had somebody be like so they were just making a rape joke i was like sometimes a rape joke can be funny if it's phrased the right way like correct but this wasn't funny at all they just made them do like fucking rapist um well now the actress is saying she was tricked as well um that uh, she wasn't drunk uh she says um she you know in the vi- in the video she was supposed to you know that's supposed to like a social experiment uh, the men in the video were paid actors who thought they were doing a comedy skit, and the model who played the fake drunk girl says she was tricked in the same way. Jennifer Box posted a YouTube video to apologize for participating in the deceitful prank, and to clarify that all the guys in the video were perfect gentlemen. Oh. Box. name
4: <laughs> hey, Jennifer Box, but you probably know me as drunk girl in public on Hollywood Boulevard.
3: I was hired as an actress to portray a drunk girl in what was described to me as a lighthearted prank show. Had I known the damaging outcome of this video, I never
4: would have participated. And for the record, every male seen in this video were nothing
3: but perfect gentlemen. So from the bottom of my heart, I am very, very sorry for my participation in this production and any harm it may have caused. Thank you. Yeah, um, now she apologized, and I think she almost had to because yeah. The guys who, quote unquote, did the prank or whatever Probably
0: got attacked.
3: Well, no, 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 no. Not the not the guys who were tricked. The guys okay. who actually filmed it and recorded. Remember, we covered it on the show. Yes, that one of them was going around on Facebook like, ha ha ha, we got y'all, and then he <gasps> tagged her and the other people like, yeah, we all. Pr- tricked everybody we're the dream team we're gonna do oh, like yeah. they all
0: was in in on it right
3: and when god started objecting and coming out like hey i i'm not a fucking rapist and that that was a setup he was like direct messaging them privately like hey man don't say anything we're gonna take care of you uh you're gonna you're part of the team now and all this shit and those people were like fuck you man like the rape team don't make me like look like that dude so um, I feel like she had to come out to be like, so she could be like, I'm not in with the group, guys. And these dudes are not rapists. Yeah. So, do
2: you think those dudes can sue for, uh, what is it? Liable? I think <laughs> so.
3: Cause no, nobody signed papers. a, um, nobody signed a, um, what do you call those clauses? The, the uh, waiver? Yeah. Right, nobody for signed for their a waiver.
0: Rights to be put out there and there. All that nobody stuff. signed a release.
3: Nope. Mm-mm. Nobody signed a release. These motherfuckers not just them. went out with a camera and filmed this shit and they uh, thought it was
0: for a student documentary
3: right so nobody signed a release so who knows man i i mean if i was those dudes i might look into litigation i don't know what kind of money they can get but something man you can't like you out here looking like a rapist dog. (laughs) like you you might want to do something about that you know um but yeah so she apologized man and uh i guess good for her man although i guess i'm not Outside looking in, I'm like, what did you think that was gonna look like? You know? Like how are they gonna edit that to be funny? But I guess as an actress, you kinda have to trust that they will. Correct. Know. Um, all right, let's see what else is going on. Oh, millions are due in back pay to dancers at a Manhattan strip club. Oh Yay! Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Make your money, women, make your money. Um, the
3: hoes stay winning, as they say. Mm-hmm. rick's cabaret y'all ever been to rick's cabaret
0: not rick's no rick's
3: yeah. yeah it sounds like one of those swanky upper class joints
0: yeah <laughs> near kelly's country kitchens they side by side
3: anytime a strip club puts cabaret next to it i know i can't afford it
0: yeah they're 99 cent spaghetti <laughs> with the hundred dollar uh booty dance
3: yeah a uh, strip club in Ma- midtown manhattan owes more than 10 million dollars in back pay to 1900 dancers who performed there without being paid hourly wages. Wow. Uh, Judge Paul A. Engelmeyer, who will get free lap dances for his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, had, <laughs> he could just show up to the strip club in his robe with nothing underneath. Um, he's, just, <laughs> he's decided that last year Ricks, uh, had treated the dancers as though they were employees and should have been paying them at least minimum wage
0: correct because the thing about it i don't care what you do if you're a stripper if you're a whore if you make porn you should be treated like a human being because you're a person and you have goddamn rights nobody should be working you to death and not paying you just because of what you do well
3: they probably didn't like waiters which is the yeah the tips are your the tips are your wages so we don't have to pay you anything
1: yeah um that's how
3: it worked when I bartended a, a few places.
2: Yeah, I've, I've never heard of strippers getting an hourly no. salary. Uh-uh.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think all that legally they normally have to do is just say, we will compensate you minimum wage unless you get tips and then we won't cover it. And then you would yep. ne- you'd never have to actually pay it. But uh, uh, it sounds like they didn't.
0: Okay, OK, I like to do the service. OK,
3: it sounds like they didn't even do that. Oh, so they
0: must not have done the paperwork at all. Yeah.
3: So i like, they just was like,
0: get on stage, bitch. <laughs> and dance. And... Get to shaking them titties. Right. It was like, we not even going to pretend to pay you.
3: That decision set the stage for a trial in which the dancers are seeking at least $18.8 million. Uh, the judge ruled Friday that Ricks must pay, uh, the, the dancers $10.8 possibly much more depending on the outcome of the trial, which is set for early next year. The I award is a. Win the award a combination of wages ricks did not pay and fees that the judge said ricks unfairly collected from the dancers oh that's what they fucked up
0: oh so they took money from them
3: Mm-hmm. Um, that's, what they uh, up. that's what they fucked up they tried to take fine. look listen
0: you can't not pay them and then take their money
3: not just that you can never take a stripper's money
0: oh no Mm-mm. that's just
3: not how it works that well how are they gonna sh- buy the gown
0: mm-hmm. she's counting every dollar
3: uh, but it's, the money will be split between, uh, among 1900 members of the class of plaintiffs. He had 1900 strippers working there in a year. What the fuck were they doing? Cap, like, must have been doing like musical numbers and shit. Mm-hmm. That's but a big had, turnover. They rotate them. Yeah. They rotate them. Yeah. yeah. 1900? That's a lot yeah. though.
2: How I many? Right. 365 had... days a year.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, 1900 divided by 365. You so, know, that's, that's what, like eight?
3: So they work like one day a year?
2: Six.
3: Well, a lot five, of strippers six, go to each, yeah. they,
1: they go, they show up at different locations of, see, the chat room was shouting out all the different cities that um, this particular cabaret, Ricks, oh, uh, showed okay. up in. So these women, a lot of women get booked for different uh, cabaret, different places, right? They go do a little acting, perhaps, in between their uh, okay. episodes.
3: They oh, go on a tour. Oh, okay. According to this, the class includes everyone who danced at the club. From oh it's opening two thousand five through late two thousand twelve. Okay, that makes way more sense now.
0: Oh, so I thought
3: there. this I thought that was just lack. cause earlier they said last year he didn't pay the employees. But it sounds like, you know, uh they should be getting some money from from seven years at least. Um uh Miss Drake said she'd be looking forward to the trial. She said Rick's, which is a few blocks from the Empire State Building. Uh huh. mm-hmm. so their
0: clientele is not cheap.
3: Keep, uh, kept track of the dancers coming and going with electronic fingerprint scanner.
0: Wow. Yikes. Oh, so you <laughs> fucking
3: up. You keeping track of them. Like, "Oh, an
0: going- eye
3: in here, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Look at here. Deep. There yes. you go. Let me scan your coochie. that's that system provided indisputable evidence of our many our hours many of the dancers logged at the club
0: right this is the
3: beginning of a much larger number for them said miss drake a partner in the nicholas castor law firm
0: i have a question how can you be that i guess tedious with keeping a track but then don't pay them and take their money stupid man right and think you're not gonna get caught
3: yeah strip i'm telling you man you not come between a stripper and her money Mm-hmm. You can get killed for that shit.
0: No, she fucked up with a stiletto.
3: Mm-hmm. Worst things have happened to people than just getting sued. I will tell you that much. Ain't
0: that the truth? Uh,
3: RCI Hospitality Holdings, the Houston company that operates Rick, said in a statement posted on its website that it was disappointed with the judge's decision and that it would appeal this ruling once a final judgment is rendered in the case after trial. RCI has argued that dancers were not employees but independent contractors for whom it provided a venue where they could earn money dancing for patrons yep uh dancers charged twenty dollars for a lap dance or table dance. The judge's order said in the fee uh if the fee was paid in cash, the dancer kept it all but if the customer paid a twenty four dollar ver- voucher with a credit card, the club would give the dancer only eighteen dollars for it without telling the customer kept and keep the rest, including one point eight million dollars of those vouchers uh were redeemed during the seven year period um i mean nearly one point eight right. million and the order uh that's what the order said so
0: Right instead of taking what 4 you go you take eight uh a lot more huh
3: Yeah I don't know man it just sounds like they was uh Yeah they
0: yeah they Fucking they, with these strippers man Right and the stripper's like oh we got something for you
3: Yeah no baby you're an independent contractor
0: Mm-mm.
1: So
3: it's like you owe me for the money You welcome um, Yeah,
1: strippers need their money cuz usually they have, their boyfriends are drummers you know I've known a lot of strippers and they usually
3: date drummers Shit is broke. Sad. Must, must be why they beat him up. <laughs> um, so I just thought this was funny. Speaking of restaurants, uh, you know Gordon Ramsay, mm-hmm. yeah, the chef, celebrity asshole chef. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had a big London restaurant opening, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was like a, this huge thing where it's gonna be all these people and shit. Um, so someone booked. The dining room up with fake reservations. Oh,
0: you oh. <laughs> serious? I love it. Fuck him. He's an asshole. Now that he is. Be nice. Yeah, cussing <laughs> folks out and shit. Be nice. Just because you're
3: on TV and shit. So many people had the motive to do this to him. I bet it wasn't even coordinated. Yeah. I bet it was just like literally a hundred people called and said, "I'm a reserve to." I'm going to reserve a table and be a dick tonight. And just it just randomly added up to everybody because he's a dick. And, and
0: paid the fees. and was like, fuck it. We'll just take a loss on that reservation. <clears throat> oh,
3: God. I wouldn't want to go to that dude's kitchen.
0: Why would you see him on TV and then eat at his restaurant? Holling and yelling and screaming yeah. and throwing shit at people. Now I got to listen
3: to you cussing people out in the back, man. I'm just trying to, like, enjoy a nice meal out with my wife. Right. And you in the background calling people buffoons and cussing and shit. Um... But, yeah, so uh, Ramsey told an interviewer that he became his own Kitchen Nightmares guest when a rival chef booked 100 of the 140 tables at his new restaurant, leaving the dining room empty on this opening night.
0: Oh, so somebody else did it.
3: Yeah. Now, he could be bullshitting, and <coughs> maybe, maybe people just didn't want to come out to his restaurant and hear cussing. Right. Yeah. Uh, he blames haters, being jealous of him. Uh, Scotland celebrity chef Jeff Ram, I mean, Gordon Ramsay explained, uh, explaining his staff hadn't been confirming reservations beforehand. I think that there's, uh, all that level of envy Saturday that that's our first big day. We had 140 on the books. We had 100 no shows, so someone would have been on the computer. Uh, Ramsey didn't say who he thinks the rival Saboteur was, which means he's not saying the 100 reservations were all booked for Amy and Sandy. Buzaglo, I don't know who those people are, but um, yeah, <laughs> so he got fucked, man. And mm-hmm. I say, good, fuck him. I don't know why people worship that dude. He's a dick, and uh, professionally,
0: not that he is. And we're
3: all supposed to sit around and be like, oh, but he's such good, such good TV. I hope, I hope that really did happen. Um, did y'all see that tweet from Dave and Buster's? No,
0: no, yeah.
3: they got in trouble because uh, they tweeted out, "I hate tacos." Said no one ever, hashtag Taco Tuesday, hashtag Dave and Buster's. Aww. Oh, yeah,
2: I saw that. it. wasn't, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't racist, even though people were, made him apologize and all that kind of stuff saying it was racist. It was just racial. It was, you know.
1: It was a play on words.
2: It wasn't a terrible <laughs> joke, but it wasn't the best joke. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's yeah. that Spanish comedian? He had a movie, A Million to Juan. Yeah. You know, so, Yeah. You know, <clears throat> come on.
3: This is the danger of bombing. (laughs) And I think, like, I think more comedians should support the backlash on these people because it's like, see, comedy is hard. Very hard. You can't just fucking say shit. That's not how it works. Nope. You should, like... uh, you should have thought about this shit before you put it out. Right. We practice. We think about shit. We don't yeah. say it just because. How many open mics has Dave and Buster's done? Zero.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. You don't even have a fucking comedy club deal.
3: How about you fucking hire somebody that, uh, might have some background in comedy? How about that? Let them do the tweets for
0: you. Um,
3: speaking of which, man, um, what'd you guys think about Artie Lang, man? He got in trouble, oh, uh, boy. for his, uh, Carrie Champion tweets. Um, um Mm -hmm. and i I didn't really see like a lot of stuff happen to him i think he just didn't get booked on at midnight that week or something yeah um i don't know how much anyone could really hurt that dude anyway he's kind of in an isolated spot where uh you know he doesn't have to go anywhere he's not wanted uh but what you guys think about it Ooh.
2: yeah Uh, we we talked about this on the show i think um i mean you can't really take anything from artie because he has nothing yeah, you know the guy's like trying to kill himself like nine times he's kind of he's kind of a sad person but it was fucked up that he he um he did those tweets and then tagged carrie in them. that's kind of mm. that was a bad move on his part really shouldn't have done that yeah oh.
1: and not funny honestly i didn't laugh out loud i mean mm. i've i've read a lot of fucked up tweets and laughed and i didn't i didn't laugh i didn't think it was funny so yeah. it was stupid
3: yeah, it was yeah. fun. It's weird to me because like <laughs> the pe- I think a lot of people are in denial, like that social media and Twitter, like is, is not necessarily your comedy club. It's not like just your fans that will see that shit. So I think people are just behind on like catching up to what that means. You know what I mean? Like, if you say that on his if he says that on a radio show it probably goes over better because most of the people that tuned in want to hear that
2: mm-hmm. they're
3: looking for, mm-hmm. it and they'll probably like be more protective of his, uh, you know, of his, his mental room to, for error. You know, if, if, if you even want to consider it that they also might just think that shit's hilarious and that's on them too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people just feel like, or at least comedians, a lot of them feel like you just put shit on Twitter and the people that like you are going to retweet it and there'll be a few people that are assholes that'll say something, but they don't realize there's a lot of people that are like, you know, fuck you. I, what can we, what opportunity can we take from you?
0: Correct.
2: I mean, there's a lot of people who just troll Twitter looking for things to be outraged over and then, you know, yes. hand them yes. off to certain websites and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, already it was a bad <laughs> move on his part. The jokes really were pretty terrible. And Correct. You know, and for him to tag her, that, that's what really, you know, when he was doing it, I'm just like, whoa, this dude is, he's lost his mind. But then when he tagged her, I'm just that's like saying it to the person's face. You would never go up to, to someone you've never met and be like, hey, I would like to live out this, this slave fantasy where you beat me and, you know, and I bust a nut on you. Like, that's inappropriate. So why would you do it on Twitter and direct it at them?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. especially with espn where you've been on some of their shows Mm -hmm. like you know that that's that's actually a place where you know you're using either to promote your stuff or getting revenue from in some shape form fashion like i mean i know he's a self like he's one of those dudes that like harms himself kind of with his comedy like i'm a piece of shit so anything i say you can kind of laugh with me because i'm such a piece of shit but you know i just don't know that everybody has agreed to that deal with you on twitter you know what I mean? like there's a lot of people like i don't give a fuck if you try to kill yourself like kill yourself again bitch i don't like these jokes <laughs> <laughs> he did he stabbed himself
1: in the stomach i mean I that's a
3: fucking harsh way to go really i mean is. he didn't
1: even die he just stabbed his fat yeah. just stabbed himself
3: that's when i realized he didn't really want to die because like that's that's it's the, a lot quicker ways that's the slowest way but yeah, honestly, he, like
2: drunk bleach he's done all sorts of horrible he's tried to yeah. kill himself like nine times Yeah, just, wow. he's terrible at everything including <laughs> killing
3: himself <laughs> he bombed at killing himself <laughs> um but yeah man it, it is like i but yeah i saw people like coming at it from different angles and i do think um it, like i saw people say in the freedom of speech day i can we like can everyone go back to history class, or right. like
0: some of people don't know the meaning of that,
3: yeah, can we just like everyone take like a this is what the first amendment, amendment. really means, correct, no one's taking your freedom of speech, man the, the, you said the, it, the government didn't come to lock you up, kick your door in, people just dislike the joke, man, it's just what it is, man i I really wish um and i and I do mean this when I say, it, I really wish these guys would stand behind their jokes. Stop, yeah. stop apologizing like they always what? end up doing this even the non-apology apology to me is bullshit don't apologize did, did
2: yeah. you did you you read his apology right
3: yeah yeah he's like Wait, i apologize to Carrie champion and and whatnot but the rest of you guys are the pc police uh mafia yeah. coming to get me these pc groups it's not pc groups okay it's just a bunch of people they're not even in fucking the naacp didn't have shit to say about it it was just people didn't think you were funny correct and all you got to do is be like well I thought it was funny fuck y'all
2: yeah but those tweets he couldn't if it was David Buster's they could they could be like we thought that was funny no one <laughs> fuck you guys but him he was like <laughs> you know <laughs> let's do the slave fantasy where you beat the shit out of me and I, I bust a nut on you like that's it's hard it's hard it's kind of hard to stand behind that. like his to me, his no apology apology was the best he could do to right. stand up for himself. Right. He, is- he could legit stand by and like, no, these were funny because they, they they just weren't.
3: Yeah. Well, I still say I would respect it more if you just said, I thought it was funny. I'm not taking it back.
2: Well, no. some comedians do that. Uh, what's, what's that girl's name? Um. Chelsea Handler's done it. Yeah. yeah, the the girl who wears the long gloves uh, who was on Last Comic Natasha L- mm-hmm. L- L- Yeah, she's done it. Like people will stand up for their jokes. Yeah, I yeah. love
3: when she stood up for her joke. Uh, I forget what it was even about.
2: It was um, about the service. It was a uh, like a uh, Memorial Day. Yeah,
3: yeah, it was the veterans. I love that she didn't back down. Cause fuck them. Like, I'm, even if the joke's not funny, your job is making jokes. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes no, they're, they're not. not fuck it, man, I'm gonna still be making these jokes tomorrow, like, you know, I, like, I just hate the, the non-apology apology, like, it, I, it, allow me to dislike you, allow me to dislike that joke, like, let, is it okay, the world will keep moving, Michael Shea made some jokes about street harassment, uh, gave a half-ass apology and shit, like, he would have still been working at Saturday Night Live. He would have just not mentioned street harassment ever again for the rest of his life. He would have just been like, I apologize for them jokes. I'm just going to go on TV tonight and keep doing what I do. Mm-hmm. Fucking up reading he's, this teleprompter.
2: It's comfortable. He's got his job.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Fine. It's fine. But he apologized. I wouldn't even apologize if I was him.
2: Well, his apology was—he got him in more trouble. Like yeah. His apology wasn't really an apology. It was—it was a—it was, was subtle "fuck you" to yeah. everybody. You know, it was like, "Oh, sorry, guys, I have to run everything through you guys." I, I understand that now. I don't have an opinion of my own. It was—it wasn't really an apology. It was a "fuck you" to everybody.
3: It was a non-apology apology. It,
2: yeah, well, he, take, I mean, he's gonna be all right. He's right. in a new Chris Rock movie. He's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. not.
3: I'm not saying he won't be all right. This ain't about him. This is for me. <laughs> I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of people apologizing, man. If you didn't. If you meant it, then mean it. Dog. It's okay. Let the world know. They'll be fine. Um, all right. Speaking about apologies. Um mm-hmm. did you uh, guys uh, see the thing where um War Machine, the guy who beat his uh porn star girlfriend, ex that, actually ex-girlfriend. That dude. Mm-hmm. He uh Christy Mack. Uh he was in court and he was laughing at her while she was testifying. <gasps>
4: Are you yeah. serious
3: mm-hmm. um he was in the courtroom. I uh, thought it was pretty damn funny uh uh Coppenhaver is his last name. He now faces thirty four felony charges including kidnapping, sexual assault attempted murder uh related to the alleged abuse of his former girlfriend, popular porn star Christy mack um he uh was caught on video in the courtroom laughing during testimony the lawyer his lawyer for what is worth, denied his client was laughing at all. The judge, Melanie Andres Tobiason, responded, I watched him laugh. So, good job, lawyer. You got to try. You know what I mean? Like, right. Is yeah. he crazy? Is he crazy? Yeah, he
0: crazy. He yeah. He, yeah, he wrote that.
3: Right. Yeah, he right. crazy as shit, man. He wrote that
0: crazy letter, didn't he? Yeah, he
3: wrote a letter from prison that, like, was just, it's insane. It's, it's like domestic violence 101, you know, like, I own you. I tried to do everything for you. Why can't you just understand and appreciate me? I'm a trio, dude. That need to be together. You know, he was
1: crazy.
3: Oh.
1: Yep. He oh, sound like an ex. <laughs> 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 I wish I was lying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um. All right. Um.
1: So what's gonna happen now? Did the judge look at him and say you're gonna get more? Time or I mean, how do they do? They give him. Do what happens to him? Anything more? Because he laughed, or no? Well They
3: they haven't ruled on it yet, um, or anything like that. He didn't get held in contempt of court or anything, but, okay. um, the judge just was like, "I seen that motherfucker laughing, so that can't be good." You know, when the, mm-hmm. I'm sure when that verdict comes down and the in time, you know,
2: mm-hmm. he's gonna do some hard, t- some real hard time for real. Because Chrissy Mack is is a beloved actress. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and, mm-hmm.
3: I like how you paused before you said a- actress. You can't, you can't be out here can't be out here hitting America's sweetheart.
2: Nope. Well, I, I think it's weird like every time this story's brought up they're like porn star. Girl. It, to me it wouldn't matter if she was a porn star or not. Right. Mm-hmm. The way he beat her you shouldn't be you know inanimate objects. He just he right. was you know unbelievable what he did to this woman.
3: And to me personally it matters more that she was a porn star. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right, <laughs> like if she would have
3: just been making movies and shit, I wouldn't even care. Yeah. You know, I'm like I don't like, girls, you know, like no offense, I don't listen to Rihanna's music. You know what I mean? So that's not that big a deal. But you hit <laughs> me, you hitting at home when you start hitting the porn stars, man. Yeah, that's a that is, a, <laughs> that is a, one of America's uh best exports uh that we have. Is so one of the only things we have left that we lead in the world. In is porn. I you know, yeah. fucking up our, our economy. I don't think she's
2: made a movie uh, since, since he beat her
3: up. Nope, she hasn't. I've been looking. Um, yeah, she's been out the game. Yeah, she gotta get like a lot of uh-huh. surgery and shit. Like you knocked her teeth out and shit. Like you fucked her up, man. Yes.
2: That's pretty really oh.
3: bad. She might never be the same again, man. I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna be watching the video like when you watch athletes come back from catastrophic injuries.
2: <laughs> like how, she got
3: a little limp. I'm gonna be watching her porn like how Bulls fans watch Derrick Rose games and get scared. <gasps> yeah. Don't do that. I don't know if she's ready for that. That's, oh, well, okay. Too rough. They're in the shower. Don't slip. Don't slip. Don't have a <laughs> flashback. Um, the UK has denied controversial pickup artist Julian Blanc, uh, from entering their country. Oh, shit. Um, oh, right. This guy. Yeah. He's, um, American pickup <laughs> artist. Um, he 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 he's it's weird because everywhere he goes he gets banned oh he can't like he went to australia and uh they what kicked he? him out because he was using rape tactics oh <gasps> oh yeah what uh julian Blanc, julian block from the u.s based group real social dynamics started his australian tour in sydney october 29th which he hoped to teach local lads about using his tactics on women such as choking pulling them into his crotch and to get them to sleep with him. His strategies, which include emotional and physical abuse on women, have been labeled disgusting and creepy by social media users. I think. Yeah, by social media users. Okay. Um watch watched any of
2: his videos? What he tells you to do and all that kind of stuff? I
3: got, I got one right here. I'm about to cue this bitch up right now. Put it in the chat. Ah, check this out, everybody. Um, should be in the chat in a second. Um, there you go you guys can play it for yourselves or uh, wait for me to wait for this shit to queue up so we can play the audio as uh, it takes its sweet ass time what the fuck has been going on with this uh, video player today
2: Mm kind of slow
3: yeah it's been acting slow all
2: day I I haven't seen this one but pay attention to the subtle racism
3: oh there's some racism in here too
2: oh okay Okay.
3: No, I'm asking. I didn't know
2: that. I, I haven't seen this particular video, but some of them, he's even like, "Look, if you're a black guy, don't don't try this because it's not gonna work out for you." Like he, oh, you know, shit. the stuff he does is ridiculous.
1: Mm, I don't know why this shit is loaded. Well, what the fucker ratting the pussy guy, you know.
2: Well, yeah, huh. but this, this guy's technique, if you if you can see the picture, it's it's very aggressive. It's grabbing women, choking them, yeah, um, stuff like "shh, be quiet." You know, you want it. Like it's very oh. rapey. mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, like I saw a video of him like grabbing Asian women on the street, like yeah. telling Asian men like, "This is
5: what you need." It's to like this. you should have, you know, like multiple little excuses you can give her to get her one step closer to your place. Is that right? Okay. Like who here actually has that?
3: Well, this is a different video. This is him instructing people.
5: Like who here knows between where they're going to pull the girl, like where you're staying and where you're going? What are some of the after hours places that are to open? How are you going to get her out of the club? How are you going to get her there? How are you going to get her there? How are you going to get her in your room? Okay, how are you gonna get her on your bed? How are you gonna get her clothes off? Okay, how are you gonna transition into sex? What if she says this? Then what are you gonna say? And what if she says this? Then what are you gonna say? Okay, what if her friends come in? What if she's like, no, my friends? What are you gonna say? Okay, do a lot of you know? Probably not. You're like, well, I'll deal with it when it happens. It's like, no, you should. i say, would
3: you like a Jell-O pudding pop? And then I'll keep going.
5: Be thinking about that constantly, okay? Like for me at this point here, it's like no matter what a girl throws at me, I know exactly, like, okay, I could say this, 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 okay? I also have, like, autopilots on hand. Like, when I'm pulling, I have, like, all these little words where I'm, like, after-party, adventure, now, it makes it better, it makes it sexier, don't worry about it.
3: And he's miming, putting her head to his
5: dick, saying that.
3: Irrelevant.
5: After-party, adventure, now. Don't worry about your friends. Two seconds, around the corner. We'll be right back. Your friends will know you're gone. Tell them you're going to the bathroom. Text your friend, after party, adventure, My friend's party, adventure, after party. Now, makes it sexier. Don't worry, it's okay, irrelevant. Now, after party, it's like, like I have that like bullets, like, like that, okay? Like, I I have that on autopilots, okay? Like, do you guys have something like that on autopilots? If you're not on top of that, if you're not, like, even trying to cut her thoughts before they come in, like, if I'm, like, let's go, (laughs) I'm going to say some bullshit excuse. I'm, like, irrelevant, before she even says it, right? (laughs) Now, if she keeps barreling with the excuse, then I'm going to address it, like, no, no, it's okay, we're just going around the corner, it's fine, it's fine, and start baby-stepping it, but I'm, like, proactive as okay? If you don't have that on autopilot, you're going to be, like, oh, irrelevant, like, after, you won't even know what to say, or you'll just give up. Okay. I'm like analyzing that every time. When I see another guy in set, I'm also asking myself, what would I do if I, was him, if I was that guy? If you have a wingman who got rejected or who didn't pull, ask yourself, if I was him, how could I pull? How could I have done it? What are some of the things that he could have done differently?
3: The craziest thing about this is there's so many dudes in here that are just eating it up.
0: Right, I'm questioning every yeah. goddamn one of you.
3: Yeah, like they're just sitting there like, yeah, this is good advice. Thank he you comes so off
2: much. to me as like the Batman of date rape. <laughs> right, <laughs> he's got an end game for every possible way to rape this chick. Like, it, it, yeah. Uh.
3: What about my friends? What about those? Oh, and then the other thing too that was that was really like weird about the video is like a couple people got up and walked out, which you would think would give everyone else the courage to be like, "Well, I should probably walk out."
0: Yeah, they came in thinking it was one thing. Go, oh, I didn't know this was it. I'm out
3: yeah but they a lot of these people paid that money um and you know yes, they, so no they, wonder to see they
0: it. like, uh doll, you can't be coming from another country endorsing this shit you can't ever come back, banned
3: yeah push and pushing girls down on your dick, you know, like suck my dick, what like, irrelevant, no excuses, suck my dick, gotta go it go hard do like that's fucking disgusting, man, so yeah, he got kicked out of Australia um for this shit, um uh and then uh now the UK has denied him
0: uh
3: entry into the country cuz they don't want to deal with that. You can't blame him. Can't right. Um uh, the Homeland Office has refused a self-styled dating guru entry into in the wake of widespread criticism of his techniques and advice. Um he suggests methods that have been condemned as sexually abusive. An online petition called for him to be banned has attracted 50, 100 wait 158,000 signatures since it launched earlier this month to allow this man in the UK legitimi- legitimizes sexual assault and predation and sends a message that women are playthings or objects without agency, the, the petition states. Right. Uh, There's a
1: bloke who'd like to enter into our country and push <laughs> our girls upon his cock. This is not going to go over
3: well here across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> he charges $2,000 for his boot camps. Ah!
2: How long is the
3: camp? Um,
0: well, let's see. Is it a week long? Is that what they said? Um, are paying that much. It better be a goddamn week. I don't if was know. a millionaire, I'd take that class. I know you <laughs> I
2: would. Really, I would sit in that class, and I would, I would just ask a bunch of questions. Like, doesn't that feel creepy? Right. When you found a police his hand. They're like that.
3: Now, what do you do after you get charged with sexual assault the first time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you pay your bail? Yeah. What kind of lawyer do you hire to to help you?
0: Yeah. Do y'all, do y'all have a, a list of, of lawyers that I'm going to need? Yeah, How do you get rid of the rape kid?
3: It almost looks like he's doing a character because it's so preposterous. Like, All I'm going to put a right. picture of him in the chat. Look at this picture of this motherfucker. Like, it's like, are are you kidding Uh, like is it is it some sort of a uh a joke that we're just none nobody else is in on um wait for this picture
0: to pop up he
1: sounds like a method too he's like after 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 party after club no you're wrong you're wrong don't listen intimidation i'm gonna talk to you again shut up shut up you're wrong white lady you're wrong i mean and it's it's uh, unfortunately it does work on some women it does
0: just
3: grab us in the neck there you go Walk up to huh. random women and grab them in the neck and what, tell them.
0: Right. What What happened if she fights? What happened if she is she attacks me? Yeah. You know those are the questions that all rapists should be asking.
2: If she's got a strong left after party, got, yeah. After party. <laughs> irrelevant.
0: <laughs> yeah, he act like that shit is so simple. <laughs> yeah, irrelevant. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> he's he's too. He
3: oh,
2: too what creepy.
0: what happened if she bites your dick? How do you deal with that scenario? <laughs> right.
2: looks aside, he, I, I think he's. He's a predator, in the fact that he's not going after women who look like they'd fight back—you know right. what I mean? Like he's he's looking for for you know slumped shoulders. He's looking for oh. tells that he that he can abuse these people. Like he's he's a classic abuser.
3: Yeah, correct. correct. That's what they all do, man. They always look for the weak shoulders. <laughs> well,
2: like if you, you're looking for someone who's self-esteem, you know, sure. he's looking for people who who he can victimize. Right. Like this guy's the worst kind of he's he's one of the worst kind of rapists yeah. that there there are because he's mm. passing it off as this is how it should be. Yep. I you know, you should be a victim. I you know what I mean? Like it's
1: That's why it works for a lot of women who've had abuse in their lives and have been, you know, bullied by men their whole lives. And, you know, you just keep playing that out. Keep playing that scenario out. There's, you know, you keep hitting one girl after the other. You're going to
3: find a couple of them that are going to say yes. And and the worst part is that his stand up special and sitcom isn't even good.
0: (laughs) I I bet you you it ain't. Like, you're going to have to
3: entertain me a lot more than this to get away with this kind of rape. I'm sorry. Uh let's play our games, guys. It's game time. Yay! We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play the game that we all have all come to hate. It's fucking with black people. We read different articles from all over the globe, and we ask ourselves to rate it from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 for how much we feel fucked with. Today's contestants are the entire world still. Everybody's still fucking with us. Um Pick a number, Jess Wood. Uh, one through, uh, what does this go up to? About 17, maybe? One to 17? 15. 15. All right, let's see.
4: Mm-hmm. 4... Yeah.
3: Four. 7, uh, 10, 12. Oh, we had exactly 15. Um, here we go. Uh, Gawker with a hit piece on my man Jerry Seinfeld. You know how Gawker does. Um, Jerry Seinfeld with the dinner at Prince's Hot Chicken Shack in Nashville. These names. Mm-hmm. Recently, he had a screaming good time. He had seen a documentary about the restaurant and wanted to check it out. He thought the chicken was great. One thing caught his eye, though, the black people. Here's Jay Seinfeld. Ah! Here's Jay Seinfeld telling the story of going to Prince's Hot Chicken Shack in Nashville. There's a place in Nashville called Prince's Chicken, which is one of the hottest chicken places in the country. I saw a mini documentary about it. Uh, I should be trying to do a bad Seinfeld impression, but I'm not. I'm going to avoid it. And then we were working in Nashville, and I went there. Apparently, the chicken is so hot that it makes people engage in spontaneous sex acts in the parking lot. So we went there late at night after the show. It's all black people at, like, 2 in the morning. It's not in the greatest neighborhood. It was me and two other guys in suits. We took our suits off and rolled up our sleeves. We got the sauce all over our white shirts uh, and screamed from the heat. It's so spicy. That was the most adventurous thing I've ever I've eaten lately. I'm definitely going back there too. Um so zero to a hundred. Uh Karen, how fucked with do you feel? Not fucked
2: with at all.
3: Zero for Karen. Josh Wood. I mean Josh Homer. I like
2: that.
3: Yeah, I think I think that's a zero. All right. Jess Wood. Seinfeld. Um, all right. And I'm I'm gonna go zero. I feel zero fucked with. I don't even know why. Like Gawker just has it out for certain people.
0: Right. He just told about what happened when he went there.
3: Like they don't know. Like, and this is one of the things about when people write shit like this. If you don't know the difference between racial and racist, stop right. writing. Stop writing about race. Cause it's a huge fucking distinction. And it does matter when you're going to paint somebody in the corner. Like this guy was uncomfortable around black people. Everybody's uncomfortable around black people at two in the morning. That's just, the. that's life.
0: (laughs) And I'm black.
3: Yeah. everywhere you show up where it's just people hanging out 2 in the morning in a bad neighborhood in front of the chicken shack, you're going to be uncomfortable. The point is, the chicken is that fucking tasty. You just risk it. Right. When I was in Fayetteville, I used to go get fish from this place that had bullet holes in the windows, and it was different bullet holes every time. (laughs) Ah, I just hoped I wasn't there when they got shot. That was it. But anyway... Anyway, J Jerry Seinfeld cool with me, man. They, they gotta stop getting on that man. I like the complex video that he
1: did with the I forget the rapper that he did. He just did a video with somebody. Um this rapper it it opens with the rapper like yelling at Complex magazine that he didn't make the top ten. Mm. And then it cuts and it says 10 minutes earlier. And then it cuts to the coffee shop with him and across from Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and Jerry Seinfeld like you didn't make the top 10? Alright, you're calling them and you're cursing. I want you to use the N-word a lot. But I don't want you to say N-word. I want you to use the whole word. Like, it's, <laughs> funny. it's a funny video.
3: Yeah, I like him, man. They got on him for his uh comedians in the cars with uh getting coffee, not having enough black people on it uh, when it first came out. But it was like him and his friends. That would be like if I did a show called Podcasters and this, the first wave didn't have any white people on it, you couldn't be mad at me. I know nothing but black podcasters and jets. Well, <laughs> the
2: thing with Jerry is he has, he has a history. Like, with his show, right. Cast in New York, it was like you saw one black person, which was Mario Joyner, show up, who's his best friend every now and then, and then everybody else in New York was white. So, right. mm-hmm. He kind of has a history. Industry looks at him like, "Come on, dude, you're yeah. doing a show about New York. No Puerto Ricans, except for that gay dude when you needed a gay Puerto Rican. Yeah, no man. black people in the show.
1: Yeah, he so, got in trouble. was yeah.
2: just trying to jump on that, I think. Yeah.
1: but he had Kevin Hart on the coffee in the coffee thing. That was a good one too. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Well, he started reaching like out. <laughs> well,
2: a story. Jerry is in New yeah. York all the time. He drops in on shows. Uh-huh. He dropped in on the show at, at Gotham Comedy Club. It was a black comedy. He was a bringer show. I don't know if you guys know what a bringer show is, but basically anyone could perform. As long as they bring 10 people. Yeah, yeah okay. Black, this Haitian comic named TJ performed on the show. He did really well. He gets off stage. Jerry walks in. He goes up. And then Jerry's like, who am I going to have on the show this year? And then one lady, TJ's girlfriend, raised her hand. He's like, you should have TJ on. He goes, who? The black comic was up there. And then Jerry legitimately says to her, I'm not going to have him on, but I'm going to have Kevin Hart on. You might like him.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have a black guy for you. There you go. Oh, Un- understandable. <laughs> understandable. And you know what? That makes sense because uh, I don't know who's supporting Kevin Hart. It must be somebody. Like, he's everywhere. I just <laughs> everywhere. know he's everywhere. I feel like everybody thinks he's just okay, and that's enough to make a career as long as everybody thinks it. Um, he
0: making his money off but, but nah, He you're, took
1: a spot. I mean, Cat yeah. Williams left, and he took he took a spot that was needed. Don't you mm-hmm. think,
0: Josh?
2: Well, I mean, Cat Williams went I mean, crazy. We, right now, we have as as black people, if you want comedy, you have Tyler Perry or, and Kevin Hart slipped into that or position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you know, he doesn't have to be great. He just doesn't have to put on a dress and you know parade stereotypes out. So he's you know he's 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 living
3: it living it up. Real House to husbands is is. I cool. like Real Husbands. That's Me actually too. actually funny. I think it's funny. I laugh out mm-hmm. loud. And I mean he he worked he worked his way up there, so it's not one of those like shortcut people. Uh yeah. No no offense to his height, but it's not like oh this dude been doing comedy a year and then fucking. I've been around
0: for very now, long. Time. Now the world is his
3: oyster. Like that dude was uh you know I remember seeing bad movies of his and, on like, Netflix. You know his early stand up about you know. Mm-hmm being scared of his wife and shit from like deaf comedy jam days and shit he did um, his soul playing he did his time yep. yeah yeah he did his time man. yeah and um, he grew up with drug addicted parents and shit like he yeah. he didn't he had a rough life he didn't have some skated you know yeah. nice little life he had to sell shoes you know like <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't wish that on anybody um, <laughs> but yeah so uh but but yeah i don't have the same issue with jerry Seinfeld. i i look at him like i look at lena dunham where like I don't need him to do black shit because he probably would fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> like he don't think about black people. And I think that's okay. I I feel like people uh try to force diversity some places and I'm not saying diversity isn't needed or whatever, but uh in a creative lane, I don't think that's how you get diversity. I think you get diversity by giving other people's opportunity to be creative, not by going Hey, you white dude, start writing black characters. Cause I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to wait for the first black, the first white person to actually be like, I am going to write black characters. And when y'all see how fucked up it is, I'm going to be like, you're I right told how you. How unrealistic it yeah. is. Like when <laughs> Lena Dunham starts writing black people saying, like how people get mad at, um, Quentin Tarantino for having all these characters say the N word. Uh huh. And you're like, you can't have it both ways. If you, you want the black people in there but you don't want him saying anything racial. Like what are we going to do? Like maybe, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see how like it's either you want that shit or you don't. i rather would just have other people with other experiences writing movies than to force it into people who don't really appreciate the experience.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Well, somebody it, mentioned the Cleveland Show in the chat room. I think yes. that was yeah.
0: it, it would be the first season of the Cleveland Show which was fucking terrible to yeah. me. <laughs> because <laughs> you were looking like black people don't talk like Who wrote you looking? I was going cuz we we're like who wrote this shit?
2: Right. Do you guys watch uh, Blackish? Yes. 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 I love it. So the, the lead writer uh, is is Kenya Barris, mm-hmm. but the, a lot of the writers on the show are not black.
3: Yeah, and well the show runner was Larry Wilmore. Um, yes. Before he had, he before he got tapped for the minority report. Right. Um, but, uh, I knew that show would be fine when he was, when he was a showrunner. <laughs> like, cause funny is funny. I'm not saying, here's the thing. I'm not saying white people can't write black shit. I'm just saying th- if someone hasn't naturally thought of it, that I don't, I'm not forcing it into their stand up or their right. sitcom. Cause they, they're not thinking about it. And, like, and, not everybody has a
1: Malibu's Most Wanted in them. Right. Right. Correct. Exactly. that
0: that, that, <laughs> that opus. Right. That That <laughs> Nobody was has terrible, that, t- but I loved it.
3: Not everyone has that Twitter force. Uh in them. <laughs> but yeah, it always comes across bad to me when someone tries to force the like, we like we shit, we have Facebook. We know people where you like this white person knows no black people. And they should probably they should probably stop right. talking about uh I don't know, Ferguson or yeah, yeah. the president or what, like this they should probably stop talking about it because they just don't know what the fuck they're talking about and i feel like uh people will probably pretend to be surprised but i wouldn't be surprised if uh jerry seinfeld said or wrote ignorant shit trying to be talking about black shit like just leave it alone man you don't know it i'm okay with you not knowing it so zero for me i don't feel fucked with at all
2: Mm
3: -mm. um uh josh pick a number one through uh 14 Seven. all right gonna go to number seven uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, this is a big hit on my facebook page <laughs> i love fucking with black people because literally uh i can be mad about something but if no one picks that number uh by the time we cover it i don't give a fuck anymore um <laughs> this is by lawrence otis graham uh who wrote this uh in the washington post I taught my black kids that their elite upbringing would protect them from discrimination. I was wrong. That is the title. Um, I doubt he picked that title. So shout out to the editor that sold him up the river. Right. You know he didn't pick that title. Right. Uh, I knew the day would come, but I didn't know how it would happen, where I would be or how I would respond. It is the moment that every black parent fears the day their child is called a nigger. Uh, Josh, has day happened for you yet, man? My sons, yeah, no. yeah they're still real young.
2: Not well. My one son is is white. the The youngest one is white, mm. and so he's. I don't think he's ever gonna be called a nigga, I don't, and I don't think he could say the word either. But uh, <laughs> but the oldest one, yeah, he's he's only he's only he'll be six like uh, in a couple weeks, and he doesn't look black. Mm-hmm. He looks, you know. I mean maybe he will if we're lucky he'll be called a nigga. I don't know. Yeah.
3: We'll... It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, lucky. A, it's all it's he's lucky. <laughs> it's all in God's hands now, man. It's yeah. all in God's yeah. hands. I mean, to be honest with you, I hope he does. I
2: hope yeah. I hope he gets called a nigga. I hope he experiences uh some of the racism. I hope he you know he gets to see it. I'm i I'm not like this dude. I've read that article, I know exactly yeah. what is in it. I'm not like that dude. I don't think I can save my children from from, you know, uh from racism by giving them money and and a, and a shitty haircut, like you know. Yeah, we'll see what happens.
3: I mean, hopefully, you know, you get a JL covan, You know, all of their, <laughs> <laughs> all, all of our powers, none of our weaknesses.
2: You know? now, J, JL, I think my youngest son is is like JL. He's mm-hmm. he's he's actually whiter than JL, but JL is in the worse position. Mm-hmm. He's in a worse position because he feels he can say the N word. But he can't say it without explaining it. Like yeah, he's he's right. you know what I mean? He's got a lot of black anger, but then people look at him like you it's not justified at all.
3: Yeah, he's a daywalker, man.
2: Yeah. You
3: not know? a daywalker. I'm serious, man. He could like he can like catch a calf, but you know, he he could still be aggrieved if it was late, you know.
2: Yeah, he um, he'd be able to choke women on the street as a pickup line. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, he could actually he's the one dude that proves the exception or whatever. The exception that proves the rule. Um, all right. So he says, my, my wife and I, both African Americans, constitute one of those type A couples with the Ivy League undergraduate and graduate degrees who, for many years, believed that if we worked hard and maintained great jobs, we could insulate our children from the blatant manifestations of bigotry that experienced, that we experienced as children in the 1960s and 70s. We divided our lives between a house in liberal New York suburb and an apartment on Park Avenue. Sent our three kids to a diverse New York City private school and outfitted them with, uh, accoutrements of success, perfect clothes, perfect diction, and that air of quiet graciousness. Now we're up in the big leagues. It's our turn (laughs) at bat. Uh, we, we convinced you and me, baby. (laughs) We convinced ourselves that the economic privilege we bestowed on them could buffer these adolescents against what so many black and Latino children face while living in mostly white settings, being profiled by neighbors, followed in stores, and stopped by police simply because their race makes them suspect. But it happened nevertheless in July when I was a 100 miles away. It was a Tuesday afternoon. When my 15-year-old son called his academic summer program at a leafy New England boarding school and told me that as he was walking across campus, a gray Acura with a broken rear tail light pulled up beside him. Two men leaned out the car and glared at him and said, are you the only nigger at Mellon Academy? One shouted. Now, I wonder why he brought up the cars, because they was broke. It's like, these broke white people calling us racist? They racist? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I can't believe the broke
0: ones are racist, too. They're not even doing better than us. Right
3: uh certain that he had not heard them correctly my son moved closer to the curb and asked politely i'm sorry i didn't hear you that... <laughs> uh,
0: uh. yeah that's how you know your child has been uh sheltered
3: yeah that's bad parenting
0: right that's... <laughs> to talk, you have yeah your that's chick. what happened when
3: you don't even show your kid like mississippi burning a time yeah, to kill baby has no street smarts like those movies matter you gotta show him rosewood like one time one of the movies i something
2: on yeah. Roots,
3: queen, something. Just, just show him a random, like, Hey, random white people, not necessarily trustworthy. You got to vet them. Um, <laughs> but he heard, but he had heard correctly. And this time the man spoke more clearly only, n- only dot, dot, dot nigger. He added with the added emphasis. Uh, now this happened in like New England, but to me, Anytime someone does this, I can only hear it in a Southern accent. I don't know all why.
0: Right? Maybe that's just me. I only hear, for yeah. real, I only hear a Southern accent too. Uh, even if you said, I still, you know, my brain just translated into yeah. into a Southern drawl. Like, I feel
3: like all racism sounds like that in my head, even when it's not. <laughs> yes. Like, it'd be Donald Trump. (laughs) Like, when Donald Trump was asking for Obama's grades, I heard it in a southern accent.
0: Right. I just seen like, a white man sweating with a rag, tapping his head, drinking some sweet tea, talking about, I said, are you the only nigga that's at that school, boy? You heard me.
3: It doesn't help that the university was named Mellon. I
0: mean. (laughs) You know, what happened if his son would be like, why, yes. Yes, I am.
3: (laughs) Yes, sir. Can I help you? Right. Uh, My son froze. He dropped his backpack in alarm and stepped back from the idling car. The man honked the horn loudly and drove off their laughter echoing behind them. Um, He got street harassed, man. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. By the time he recounted his experience, a few minutes later, my son was back in his dorm room, ensconced on the third floor of a red brick fortress. He tried to grasp the meaning of the story as he told it while the man chose to stop him. Why they did it in broad daylight? Why they were so calm and deliberate? Why would they want to do that to me? He whispered breathlessly into the phone.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, Dad, be
3: hurt. Dad, they don't know me and they weren't acting drunk. It's just 3.30 in the afternoon. They can see me and I can see them. <laughs> so it's not like I was hearing from them, daddy. What's wrong? My son rambled on, describing the car and the men, asking, <sighs> asking questions that I couldn't completely answer. One very clear and cogent query was why in Connecticut in 2014, grown men would target a student who wasn't bothering them to harass in broad daylight. The men intended to be menacing. They got so close, like they were trying to ask directions. They were definitely trying to scare me, he said. You want to know why?
0: Racism.
3: Are you okay? I interrupted. Are you? And he said, yeah. He continued anxiously. I'm okay, I guess. Do you think they that they saw which dorm I went back to? Maybe I shouldn't have told my roommate. Should I stay in my dorm and not go to the library tonight? Right, scares you. Despite his reluctance, I insisted that he report the incident to the school. His chief concern was not wanting the white students and administrators to think of him as being special, different, or racial. That was his word. If the other kids around here find out that I was called a nigger and that I complained about it, my son pleaded, then they will call me racial and will think about about race every time they see me. I can't have that
0: uh a lot of them already do boo boo you just don't know it
3: yeah not just that but like when did you being the victim of someone being racist make you the bad guy you know it's kind of it, and it,
0: you are always the bad guy whenever you bring up race and racism instead of people accepting the reality of it it's always your fault
3: well it's kind of this thing too that's happened lately where um, like something fucked up happens to a black person, and then you see people like posting Facebook links, like these four black people in prison did a crime to some white people one time. Like,
0: yeah, they went. It's to like jail. that,
3: and you have to be like, the equivalency isn't there. Like, nope. you don't even understand the difference, which is crazy to me. But I feel like that's what this kid is dealing with. A bunch of people he knows doesn't un- don't won't understand the difference. Not only that, he's accepted it. Like, well. If I report some racist shit happening to me, then doesn't that make me the problem? Uh For the next four weeks of the summer program, my son remained leery of cars and slowed in his proximity. He's still leery today. He avoided, side, he avoided sidewalks, choosing instead to walk on campus lawns, and he worried continually about being perceived as racially odd or different. Herein lay the difference between my son's black childhood <coughs> and my own. Not only... Was I assaulted by the N-word so much earlier in my life at age seven while visiting relatives in Memphis? But I also had many other experiences that differentiated my life from the lives of my white childhood friends. There was no way they would forget that I was different. In times, the times, in fact, dictated they should not forget our situation would be unavoidably racial. When my family moved into our home, into an all-white neighborhood, uh, in suburban New York in December 1967, at the height of the Black Power movement and the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr.'s civil rights marches, integration did not at all mean assimilation. Mm-hmm. So my small Afro and three African Dashiki style shirts that I wore to school every other week and the Southern style deep fried chicken and watermelon slices that my Southern born mother placed lovingly in my school box, all the elic- uh, school lunch box, all elicited surprise and questions from the white kids who regarded me suspiciously as they walked to school or sat with me in the cafeteria. After all, in the 1960s, it was an event and generally not a trouble-free one when a black family integrated in a white neighborhood. Our welcome was nothing like the comical, naive portrayal carried out by Sidney Poitier and his white fiancé's liberal family members in the film Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which had opened in the very month that we moved in. Damn, that was like early adopters of. It was real early. You know what I mean? That's like when I got that Xbox One day one and shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got all the issues that came with it, too, yeah,
3: yeah. But with racism. Uh It wasn't about awkward pauses, lingering stares, and subtle attempts of throwing shade our way. It was often blatant and sometimes ugly. Brokers openly refused to show houses to my parents in any of the neighborhoods that we requested. And once we found a house in the New York Times Sunday classifies, the seller demanded a price almost 25% higher than listed in the paper. My parents paid it. A day after mom and dad signed a contract, a small band of neighbors circulated a petition that outlined their desire to preemptively buy the house from the seller to circumvent its sell to us. My parents were Shit. so uncertain of this new racial adventure that they held on to our prior house for another four years, renting it on a year-to-year lease. Just in case, as my mother always warned with trepidation on her tongue. Referred to as that black family that moved in the sound we never quite felt in step with our surroundings. A year after moving in, my nine-year-old brother was pulling me down our quiet street in his red and white radio flyer wagon When we were were accosted by a siren screaming police car. And I was just stepped out shouting, now where did you boys steal that wagon? Pointing breathlessly to our house a few yards away, we tried to explain that it was my brother's new wagon, but the officer ushered us into the back seat. Our anguished mother heard the siren and ran across three lawns to intervene. What I remember most is how it captured the powerlessness and racial isolation that define our childhood in that neighborhood. We never encountered drawn or discharged guns like those faced by unarmed teenagers Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown. Um, but I followed stopped and I was followed stopped and questioned in local stores and on local streets frequently enough that I wondered whether my parents would have been better able to protect us from these racial brushes had they been rich, famous or powerful. And if they had been better acquainted with the white world in which they immersed us. So even he's kind of blaming his parents. Like if y'all was richer, maybe this shit wouldn't be so racist around right? here. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I was naive to think that if they had been raised outside segregated southern neighborhoods and schools, they would have been better able to help us navigate the life we were living in the 1970s. I imagine that the privileged children of rich, famous blacks like Dinah Ross. Bill Cosby, the rapist or Sidney Poitier were untouched by, (laughs) by insults and stop that uh, stops that we faced. Um, that's also crazy too. Um, because you know, if you're black and people are racist, they can't tell how much money's in your pocket. Nope. And don't care. Yeah. Um, even though the idea wasn't fully formed, I somehow assumed privilege would insulate a person from discrimination. Mm -mm. This was years before I learned of the research by Peggy McIntosh, and the wellesley uh college professor who coined the phrase white male privilege to describe the inherent advantages one group in our society has over others in terms of freedom from discriminatory stops profiling and arrests as a teenager i didn't have such a sophisticated view other than to wish i were privileged enough to escape the bias i encountered um it goes on for a while like that um then he gives some steps um uh he said um no overzealous police officer or store owner was going to profile our child as a neighborhood shoplifter with our son's flawless diction and deferential demeanor no neighborhood neighbor or play date parent would ever worry that he was casing their home or yard seeing the unwillingness of taxis to stop for him in the east side of Manhattan neighborhood and noting how some white women clutched their purse when he walked by or entered an elevator we came up with even more rules for our three children um Oh, wait. And here's, here's the other rules, the first ones. Uh, we outfitted them in uniforms that we hope will help them, uh, help them escape profiling in stores and public areas. Pastel colored, non hooded sweatshirts, cleanly pressed belted, non baggy khaki pants, tightly laced white tennis sneakers, top sided shoes, conservative blazers, rep ties, closely cropped hair, and no sunglasses. Never any sunglasses. So, uh, Don Lemon, what happened, man? why do these kids get messed up? Yeah, that's a good question. One, never run while in the view of police officers or security person unless it is apparent that you are jogging for exercise. Because a cynical observer might think you are fleeing a crime or about to assault someone. Two, carry a small tape recorder in the car when you are the driver or the passenger, even in the back seat, and the vehicle has been stopped by the police. Keep your hands high where they can be seen and maintain a friendly and non-questioning demeanor. Three, always zip your backpack firmly. Closed or leave it in the car or with the cashier so that you will not be suspected of shoplifting. Four, never leave a shop without a receipt, no matter how small the purchase, so that you can't be accused unfairly of theft. Five, if going separate ways after a get together with friends you and you are using a taxi. Ask your white friend to hail your cab first so that you will not be left stranded without transportation. Six, when unsure about the proper attire for a play date, err on the side of being more formal in your clothing selection. Kids showing up in suits and ties and shit. Everywhere. Let's go on the slide. Uh, seven, do not go to pleasure for pleasure walks in any residential neighborhood after sundown and never carry any dark color or metallic object that could be mistaken for a weapon, even a non illuminated flashlight. Eight, if you must wear a t-shirt to an outdoor play event or on a public street, it should have the name of the, of the respected, recognizable school emblazoned on its front. And finally, nine were entering a small store of any type, immediately make friendly eye contact with the shopkeeper or cashier, smile and say, good morning or good afternoon. Um, so those are the things that he taught his kids, the rules that him and his wife had. Um, and uh, for years, our kids who have heard stories of officers mistakenly arresting or shooting teens who officers thought were reaching for a weapon and running toward them in a menacing way, have registered their annoyance at having to follow them. Uh, May, my 12 year old daughter saw the importance of the rules when in late august she and i were stopped by a county police officer who apparently was curious about a black man driving an expensive car he later apologized so they go through all this shit man but they still got called a nigger so karen zero to a hundred uh
0: zero for the fact that uh this is a reality regardless a hundred for them being fucked with but zero for the article because uh for a lot of people I understand that when certain people see me, especially racist people, no matter how much money, no matter how educated, no matter how um much influence I think I might may have to those people, I still am considered a nigger and there's nothing I can say or do to change those people's minds.
2: All right. Josh Owen. Uh the kids got called uh, the nigger. That's pretty racial, but uh, I'm going to just grade the article, this guy's response and how he's raising his kids. Uh, I'm going to give it a 100
5: because mm-hmm. this dude is
2: hes hes basically like, look, guys, he's victim blaming. He's hes done limiting these kids. Like, hey, have you ever thought about just not being black? Like, let's let's see how we could do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then he thinks his money can buy him out of being black. It's like it's not. Like, no matter how much money you have, at the end of the day, you you are who you are. Like Kanye West said, even if you're in a bin,s you're still a nigga in a coop. Mm. You
3: know. Uh, Jess Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. Mm. I I had, uh, to re- I had to read all that shit. Imagine me.
1: Yeah. Um. Ah. Uh, fuck. I hate America. Can that be my answer?
3: All right. I'm gonna count that as a hundred. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna I go with a hundred too, man. For the same reason as Josh Homer, man. It feels very like. Um, respectability politics and um well actually i'll say 75 because i'm assuming a lesson was learned here we'll see what his next article is and if that's really true or if he's just gonna go back to being like if we pulled our parents up wouldn't be a problem but um yeah 75 man uh because y- you can't you cannot just raise your kids this way and um especially where you're just being optimistic, but you're not being realistic. Correct. And I think a parent's job is to be, like, realistic while hoping for the best. Like, you know, and I don't think anything's wrong with that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact, and I think in a lot of ways, he set his kid up to be hurt in a way that, I agree uh he may not be able to deal with you know at that age because he's never had any preparation like Mm -mm. he's basically been told that it's black people's fault that we get harassed and followed in stores and And if you do all this shit but if you do the right things it won't happen to you and it's like well that's not how racism works nope (laughs) racism doesn't go oh i will be reasonable today racism is is not reasonable it's black people are inferior and it doesn't the rest of it is it is it is it trying to fill in logic where there is none you know correct so uh, i got to give it a 75 at least um let's play our other game guys speaking of racism now it's time for some guest arrays. race that's right it's guest the race time now that it is time for some guest to race that's right it's guest the race time Ba-da-ba-da that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast live we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today jess and josh from the ratchet hatchet podcast to guess the race and the chat room plays along and they're racist very um all right here's the first one um man this dude has a long name uh Mario Alberto Lazalde Reyes turned himself in to Chihuahua, Mexico police after he allegedly shot his best friend Mario Hernandez Banda dead and cut off his penis and fed the severed organ to his dog.
4: Oh, oh,
3: oh. Reyes told police in his take confession that the two were walking his dog together, both drunk, when Bandit24 apparently tried touching Ray ass in a sexual way.
2: <laughs>
3: After pushing him off, he went to urinate in an alley, so I followed him, pulled out my gun and shot him in the head. Yeah, he was using a gay panic defense. Yeah. I then took his knife off of him and chopped off his penis as punishment and put it in a bag, but my dog was next to me and was sniffing at it, so I decided to let him, let him ate it, eat it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy because, like, what's gayer than like touching his penis so you can cut it off? Correct. And there's a moment there where you had. I mean, how how are you homo- homophobic enough to kill him, but not homophobic enough to 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 avoid touching his penis? Rez, he wants that dick, dead or alive. He wanted it. Mm-hmm. There's a bounty on that dick. <laughs> Reyes then apparently left Banda's bloodied body in the alley and finished walking his dog before returning home to sleep off the alcohol. Finished walking his dog. He was apparently racked with so much guilt he turned himself into police the next day. He came, covered in cuts and bruises, and said he fought with his stepfather when he told him what he had done. He then admitted killing his best friend and said that although his friend had tried sexually assaulting him, he was still a human being and didn't deserve to die. Guess the race. Mexican. Mexican. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Mexican who sprinkles meats meat for taco treats.
4: Oh,
3: Yoquero Taco Bell. Um, says Hustle Crow. Um, Hustle Crow. You gotta get some more responses. Latino says Joe Spacely. White Christmas, white. Speedy Gun racist. The dishwasher at your favorite restaurant. He had a beef burrito with that dick. Mexican, the correct answer is Latino.
4: Yay!
3: And a couple of people missed it. So one person said white.
4: That
3: was a terrible guest. I don't know. I mean, it really couldn't have been easier. I don't know what the person that said white Christmas white was, was thinking. That was almost a gimme. Were you like trying to prove how not racist you were or something? Cause come on, um, oh, but he is, is pretty. Up. Look at his mouth. Yeah, he's <laughs> nice. <looking. laughs> he's so he's so remorseful in that moment too, and he's like mm-hmm. probably hungover. Stepfather whooped his ass too.
0: Yeah, he did. Throw his eye. his face up. All right, let's go back to Ferguson. I still have his penis in the bag.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh a corrections officer with the embattled city of ferguson missouri faces felony uh charges of having sex with an inmate and allowing her to escape and oh. a, and a civil lawsuit that alleges rape oh Ooh. lord you're
0: Cor- doing it all
3: correction officers Jarris hayden uh his attorney scott rosenblum could not be immediate could not be immediately reached for comment. What a name. USA uh today cited Rosenblum as saying Hayden planned to plead not guilty at his arraignment. The news comes as residents of Ferguson oh wait, I don't care about this part. We all know that shit. Hayden was charged with four felonies, including two counts of sexual contact with the prisoner, permitted escape, and acceding to corruption by a public servant over the October two thousand thirteen incident and is set to be arraigned December third. A separate civil lawsuit was filed in federal Missouri court on Friday and alleged that Hayden forced a female inmate identified in documents only by her initials to form sex acts on him in exchange for release. The conduct of the city of Ferguson law enforcement is en- engaging in ex- repeated acts of violence and constitutional violations against the citizenry constitutes a pattern, the suit said. The suit said the woman who was arrested for driving with an expired license plate and giving an officer a false name, told Hayden she wanted to go home, and that he led her to a boiler room and ordered her to perform a sex act on him. Now the thing is, she told him like, "I'll do anything to go home," and so he took her around the corner and was like, "Suck my dick in," and then he proceeded to have sex with her. Uh, then he, but then he was a man of his word. He let us sneak out of the out of the jail with uh, uh, from an entrance that didn't have any cameras. The complaint said the woman's boyfriend had already posted her bail. And that, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. This one. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I hope you're still sitting down, guys, because it gets worse. Oh, oh. And that she was visibly pregnant at the time. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yep. The civil oh. suit seeks damages against both Hayden and the city of Ferguson, as well as attorney's fees and court costs um so yeah um guess the race of jairus hayden
1: i say white Um, there's no black in ferguson Ferguson, didn't we hear the percentage of race in ferguson Mm -hmm. and police race racially policemen i don't know he's a p he's a co yep yeah i'm gonna stick
3: to white
2: man white
3: all right let's check the chat room see what they believe a racist cracker who donated money to Darren Wilson but loves black women. That racist motherfucker white. Oh, Lord. White dude. Seventh heaven white. <laughs> <laughs> white man who doesn't like black people but appreciates Bill Cosby as a personal hero. <laughs> <laughs> a a big nose beach nigger white. Uh, one who refers to African Americans as the blacks. White. I like you and I want you, White. <laughs> Bu- buying all the guns in Ferguson black cheese eater booty digging fingers smelling white. The correct oh, answer is and all of you missed it. It was black. Oh, wow.
4: Just
3: <laughs> now Sparger did get it right. Yeah, he that's said that's white. It. I mean he said black, yes. Sir so good on you sparger um that's the dude man the best part of the chat room was upset they're upset that that racism was wrong uh i was a little off yeah what he's black how dare he i was using all my racial stereotypes and they didn't work yeah i'm just mad you know what really happened was if he hadn't waited till the dude had paid maybe this goes over differently but I already paid bail and now you fucking my baby mama man. Come on, dog. Give me my money back or something. Like there's no there's no need now. Um, no, Rosenbloom was the lawyer, I thought, right? Well Rosenbloom was the lawyer, okay. but the person who paid for the bail was her boyfriend. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. he arrived at the jail soon after the poster of bail. He paid it. Hayden then apparently informed him that they had outstanding traffic warrants. Oh from other municipalities out on the woman's and she said i would do anything to go home so he led her to the boiler room motion for oral sex um and uh didn't have sex with her um and then he ushered her out the side door without security cameras
0: while she was visibly pregnant
3: yeah while she was visibly Mm. pregnant that's a horny Mm. motherfucker dog. that's somebody that's just getting off on the thrill of it like you're not right you know um All right, let's go to the bonus round, guys. What's my bonus round music? Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, Mm -hmm. most of the audience and Jess and Josh are one for one, Mm -hmm. one and one. We're tied right now. Let's see if they can break this tie. All right. Uh, a woman tried to swipe a stack of frozen dinners from a Texas Walmart by threatening a store clerk with HIV. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a good title. That uh, was who to whoever, whoever wrote that title. Dallas
3: police arrested 25 year old Diamond Lawrence Thursday after she allegedly attacked an employee in a bid. To give him the virus and make off with $11 worth of stolen food. $11? 11 oh. of them dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Such a classy name. It is classy. <laughs> you know, if you name a kid after something rich, it means they got class. We all, <laughs> we all know this. That's why my parents, that's why my parents named me Alizé originally.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord.
3: Hmm. Lexus. Everybody knows a girl named Lexus. Uh, she's classy um Lawrence made it outside the store with her tiny plunder when an employee asked her to come back that's when she told the worker she had hiv and said i can infect whomever i please
0: oh lord
3: she struck the worker and scratched his neck oh. attempting to draw blood exposing him to hiv then she told him you're welcome oh. <laughs> and she dropped the mic and left
0: Yes,
3: she did. <laughs> Uh Medic said the worker had no blood bottle, no blood wait, they spelled that wrong. No bodily fluid exchange, blood. They put bloodily fluid exchange. Um no bodily fluid exchange with Lawrence, uh meaning he was safe from the virus. While Walmart doesn't pros, uh prosecute for stealing such a small amount of goods, Lawrence, oh that's something I didn't know.
0: <laughs> oh, they must not be in North Carolina, because they got some big-ass signs on the bathroom talking about, we okay, if it's your first offense, we will find your ass.
3: They said for a small amount of goods, Karen, $11. So it looks like I'm going to be stealing something tomorrow.
0: I know you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Got put, put this to the test.
0: I don't know. You mess around and had that CO. Be back in the boardroom.
3: I'll just say it's a prank. <laughs> um, Lawrence was arrested on two outstanding warrants, one for public intoxication, and uh, second for an invalid driver's license. She's mm-hmm. being held in Dallas on $1,500 bail. Guess the race of Diamond Lawrence.
0: What happened to they test Tessa uh, and realized she ain't got HIV? She probably makes it up.
3: I don't know. She probably got it. I trust you. If you say you got it, I, I believe you.
0: Diamond? Mm-hmm. Lawrence?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. This is hard. Shoplifted $11 for seafood. Yeah, Take seafood. Care. Yep, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Seafood.
2: Seafood? Kind of seafood. Yeah, what kind of seafood? I need um, details. Let's
3: see. If it's like
2: salmon, then, then it's a air. it's
1: It I'm might like, be a white. Whiteing.
3: No, a, that's a Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta know what mm. fish it was. They didn't uh-huh. say. They just said eleven dollars worth of seafood. So oh. they gave it's too. I gotta go white. I gotta go white. I got to mm. I am
1: going white. I'm going white. Everybody, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna, i go black yeah go black this is, right.
2: there's a lot of
1: factors in you know i know but you know what i uh, all right i'm going white i'm going Wait, white chat room one more question for you what was the exact quote she
2: said to the she said you're welcome at the end right you're she said welcome. you're welcome you're
3: welcome before that she said i can infect whomever i please oh
2: yeah whomever whomever wow uh, mm-hmm. So she's, she's an educated woman
3: <laughs> 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 whomever <laughs> i'm gonna go black i'm gonna go black she's like pardon my participles what
1: is an episode of castle what does that mean somebody Uh, just said it's not i don't know yeah but what does that mean it's it's not an episode of
3: castle oh uh (laughs) she's from (laughs) she's from port arthur texas and she's a female hc what race is that though damn is a sister says monkey blood street baboon precious to the freezer section can be a stand-in for Caesar in the Planet of the Apes. Damn. Aww. Frozen dinner screen black plus the name Diamond. She's a pregnant black stripper who works the day shift. <laughs> Ghetto ape who wears sew-ins. Thick bone black hood rat. Ilyana, Ilyana fix my black. Aww. Seasoned watermelon eater. The crystal stuffed white fish sticks. Monique, bro- Monique's broke sister who had a clean chicken grease and chitlin juice from her fingers black um eleven dollars uh that's at least four jumbo shrimp black broke uh, broke ass james winston says joe spaisley uh so i'm assuming black there uh hog head cheese eating sugar water drinking sniffing her toe jam after a hard day of work porch monkey um uh, detective show i don't even know what race that is me, oh she's oh, telling oh, me what castle okay. was thank you we were uh, the correct answer is, and Josh, you get the win. Blast! Yes.
4: There you go, Josh.
1: You can do it. I know too many white ladies with face.
3: And of course, justice means you get the booze.
1: Yes.
3: Freedom. Thank you. All right, that's enough audience okay yeah, she we, just we got, barely missed it we got a tough crowd um, oh. i'll put the picture in the chat but for some reason it won't do the auto thing so you have to click on the uh on the link ahead, uh, above um the the box mm. for the video mm-hmm. um but uh yeah she looks like you would expect uh-huh. diamond you know she's like a woman named diamond would look um that might be hiv positive um <laughs> Let's go to the final segment, guys. Talk about sword ratchetness. Sword? Mm-hmm. Oh, watch out. Oh. Perry. Mm. Duck. Too slow. And that's how it happens every time. Police arrested a man. Oh, I forgot about that sound effect. No. Police arrested <laughs> Police arrested a man after charging the officers with a sword. A thirty seven year old man was arrested after running at Ann Harbor police officers with a sword raised over his head during an incident Saturday night. Ann Arbor police detective Lieutenant Robert Fan said two uniformed Ann Arbor police officers were on patrol at nine forty nine PM Saturday when they came across an apparent fight. Fans said three men were in the street, one of whom had a sword raised over his head and was moving toward another man. The officer shined their spotlight on the man and told him to drop the sword while taking out their guns and pointing them at the man. The man, reported to be Adam Lee Harris, did not comply and instead ran at police officers. He stopped about 15 feet away from officers and was placed under arrest. Despite resisting and attempting to get rid of a suspected crack pipe and other narcotic Ah! paraphernalia, one of the victims said he knew Harris. The victim told police Harris told him to stop while the victim was walking down Traverse Street, and when they met up, Harris began speaking gibberish and shoved the victim. When the victim pushed back, Harris took out a sword, reported to be about 20 inches in length, and began swinging it at him. Harris was charged with assault with a dangerous weapon, and assaulting, resisting, and obstructing a police officer on Sunday. Court records show he was held on $2,500 cash or surety bond. He faces a preliminary exam hearing at 8:30 a.m. October 9th. He uh, pre, has previous convictions, uh, according to state records. He served nine years on charges of assault with a dangerous weapon. Oh, deja vu. And delivery of a controlled substance less than 50 grams for a 2004 fist. He also served more than a year of probation for possession of less than 25 grams of cocaine in 2000. Uh, Yeah, man. A lot of these people get coked up. They go out here starting fights in the streets. And then when you try to say something to them, you it's get like, sliced. oh, guess what? I got a sword, too. So you got about your, about your back out here, man. You're fucking with these crackheads and these swords. You never know what the fuck they're on, man. You can look at this picture in the chat. That man doesn't look right. You can tell. Does that look like a man you think should be a, respons- <laughs> a responsible sword owner? He
2: looks like he's saying, "I've got a sword." Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Don't. And I use it. You would not believe how high on crack I am right now. Yeah. Not very. Um. But yeah, man. Uh. Make sure you guys check out the Ratchet Hatchet. Um. Like I said, Jess and Josh. It's a fun show, y'all. Yeah. They are a show in our in, in, in basically in our same lane of just uh, ratchetness and. Uh, weekly examination of all things ratchet and all the stories that slip through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And I just love how you guys analyze the stories and like really get in there and get in depth and look at all the angles um, and break it down. You know, Um, like, you know, there's still a huge debate going on in that show. Can an animal consent to sex? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we'll never get to the bottom of it. Maybe you guys can bring on a character witness or some experts or something one day, but uh, we're trying I love that you guys always uh, are willing to go there, man. Uh also follow them on Twitter, The Jesswood and Josh Homer. Uh make sure you guys join their Facebook page, The Ratchet Hatchet. Um, and uh oh, and support our sponsors, uh, Shadow our Productions, their new YouTube video. And of course, um Adam and you get your 10 free items of code TBDWT. We'll be back Saturday with our feedback show. Thanks everybody. It was a great week of shows. And until uh Saturday I love you I love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.